0: episode 139 i think it's 139 139 it's going to be one of the craziest episodes i think we've done today because you need to do a little bit more screaming
1: fire. in the intro okay you're really you're, yeah, overwatch you overwatch 139 Woo!
0: let's go everything's on fire yay this Woo. is there we go amazing the emergency yeah. episode yeah, the, emer- the late emergency episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we started a bit late here on, on YouTube and Twitch, and for probably like a good 10 minutes, people thought we were going to miss a week again, and just like in despair. Just like, <laughs> no! Crying They're right missing a week. Not this week. No, don't worry. We're here. it gotcha Overwatch, 139. Um, the usual crew these days, I suppose. Um, so Overwatch, it feels like it's on fire. It feels like everything was on fire. It feels like everything is horrible. But I don't really think that's the case. Okay. I, th- I, th- I think we're maybe overreacting a little bit. Oh, no. The copium. Um, so, <laughs> you know, it, the hopium, dude. I fa- I'm <laughs> fucking ready to go, dude. I've, I, have, I have like a, a fucking uh, one of those like gas tanks, you know, like one of those like dense, if, uh, f- almost like fire extinguisher kind of tanks. I just had that like right next to my bed. And when I sleep, I like strap on this hopium mask and I just sleep for eight hours and just breathing in all the hopium uh so i'm i'm good custer
2: okay. you're you not feeling good do not attach a fire extinguisher to
0: extinguisher. but yeah i'm good to go are well, you guys not feeling good
2: what's going on
1: just a tank it's just a tank you don't have to get it's just it's, uh, just, yeah, a, it's I, just an air i have tank.
2: two of them right there you can't see them but i have two yeah. of them right there pumping co2 into the beautiful <laughs> are you pumping a hopium to the pictures <laughs> yeah the, the yeah. co2 hopium <laughs> yeah that's it they need some mad hopium right now
0: um But yeah, I mean, we'll skip the mud segments uh, to start the week, I suppose, and just get into the actual news and what happened. So um, let's start a bit objectively first. Like what actually happened yesterday, uh, what went down? Obviously, a lot to uh, happen with like the transfer deadline. That's August 18th, um, and some teams looking to make some moves. There's some rumors going around. But let's stick to the facts first, or like what actually happened, and then we'll delve into rumors. You know, we'll speculate a little bit. Uh, But let's not get ahead of ourselves too much. So let's start with the Paris Eternal then. Um, who made a massive move yesterday? Dropped four players, brought in four new ones. Uh, this is a franchise that's one and thirteen. Um, they lost to the Vancouver Titans over the weekend. The players knew that they were getting dropped as they were playing the game. I believe yeah, I'm right. Uh, yeah. was- um, <laughs> I mean, percent.
1: They announced it the next day. They didn't just like cut them in one day after losing tight well, <laughs> really rumor. Completely- well, have, have you heard, heard the rumors about, about
0: Washington? Washington?
3: It I have heard sense. the rumors about
1: Justice, but let's be honest, that's definitely not the craziest rumor about Justice. That's, yeah. maybe, that's way worse rumors.
0: Yeah, that's a lot of no. But anyway, what I was saying, it's like, if the Paris Tana lost the Vancouver Titans, may you know, to some person, that could have been like, oh, that seems reasonable. Like, maybe that was the last straw, whatever. But they actually just, like, were informed before they even played the game. So that might have, you know, lent a hand to their pretty lackluster performance, not, you know, being as motivated and, you know... Um, Ready to play as they perhaps usually were. So feel bad for the guys, uh, but they replace four players. Uh, they bring in part of Odyssey, Luke Minno, Ragattack, uh, Malcel, who's their Genji player, but then they bring in krawi as well. Um, I'm just going through all of it, and then we can discuss it. Who is the tank player for Wisp? Um, uh, obviously Odyssey, part of their team. They or well, they won the A sides so of contenders in the Junker Queen meta, mind you. So very relevant. And then Crowley, um Got second place on Wisp, so they don't pick up Vulcan as well. What do we make of all this? Obviously, a huge move from the Paris Eternal. Do we like the pickups? Um, just general thoughts. Seems seems good. Um, I like.
3: My big confusion is like, why didn't they do it during the you know three week break that we just came out of? Like, obviously, there's a lot of paperwork and stuff that needs to be sorted for that, but like, it seems weird that the it happens in the middle of the season. And, you know, you, you we all watched the Paris Eternal play this most recent weekend. It, they would, That was the most lifeless performance I've seen in a really long time. Like, they just straight up fell over against the worst, well, the 0-13 Vancouver Titans. So, I'm excited to see some of this new blood come in. Um, a lot of these guys have sort of been poised. Like, we've talked about, you know, rack attack and stuff like that. Luke Mino potentially coming to the league in the past. Um, but it's cool to see them come together as a unit because I think that always leads to more. As you said, they have actually just one A-sides playing this meta, obviously, on a slightly different patch, but the, the theory's all there. So I'm excited to see these guys get their opportunity. Do I think they're going to come in and, like, dominate the league? No, but I think they'll be better than the current iteration... Well, the most recent iteration of the Paris Eternal.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's... I mean, Raul, I think also... Right now, Overwatch fans, they're on the Doomium, you know? Like, so you're on the Hopium, everyone's <laughs> on the as, Which, as they should they, be. They should be in many ways, but also the Doomium, it's, its when we think about roster moves, we don't view it objectively anymore, right? Like, yeah. nowadays, if the roster move occurs, everyone's like, now this is what the Mayans were talking about in 2012. Like, everyone's <laughs> just like, "They're like this is the stone calendar fucking saying again that the world's ending and we're all going to drown in blood, etc. It's like, the Eternal were. <laughs> they were what were they one in a 12 one in 11 what was their run
2: 13 one in 12 12, yeah
1: like they were one in 12 and like the roster i mean it was ass the roster was ass the team was ass like don't get me wrong some individual talent on the team but it was very clear they were co oping they were fucking just it was just awful. It was an awful, awful team. It was not good. So like roster moves like this should not be surprised. like it just you would expect any team that's like doing awfully to replace a ton of players, you know? Like yeah, I, I it's think once there's again some... the timing. It's the timing of it here, right? It's the like timing, that's what it is.
0: And also I think there's some added kind of like disappointment from the fans as well because this was genuinely like a fun and exciting franchise last year that obviously would a get a get amazed as head coach like they upset a lot of teams they came in uh you know brought some fun strategies with like naga playing the fara. they played like wrecking ball compositions like they were genuinely exciting and looked like an up-and-comer that brought in a lot of uh european contenders talent and exceeded expectations you know almost like the one on spitfire this year and people expected them to continue, continue with that and improve upon that. But instead, you know, they made some coaching changes during the offseason. Um, they picked up Clister, um, they got rid of Naga and, and made some changes that I think just led to this massive disappointment um, of this year. And so I think I, I think an element of, you know, people being upset about it is the fact that people genuinely had like hopes for this team this year. Um, and it all went all like down the drain so quick, so sudden. And just, you know, that it is. I
3: think that's what you, people need to be mad at. And like, obviously you can be mad with the doomium that Avast is saying, but if you're like looking for where I think the fundamental failure happened, it was the the removal. Like they had a functioning team that was good. And instead of building on top of that, they decided to remove the head coach, take out one of the best hit scans in Onigod, and then replace it with a Korean head coach and a Korean player, which we can just assume at this point did not work. You know, like Glister barely even played for this team. J-Mac, we haven't really heard much from and their results, you know, haven't shown. And I think that is really where everything went wrong. So, you know, I feel bad for the players. I feel like they were not put in a great situation to succeed, but at the end of the day, you know, they just weren't performing at the highest level. Um, And, you know, I'm excited to see the new players. I think this is probably a move as well. It's already been announced by Paris Eternal that next year they're going to be, a Vegas eternal or something yes. like that. Um, so they they have picked up essentially a fully North American roster at this point, they have six American players and one Mexican player, I believe it is. So, uh, you know, I'm excited to see these guys really get their shot. Um, and hopefully my big fear is that these players don't perform well uh, in the back half of the season with very little practice, very little run up. And then they just like a bunch of them get dropped and don't really get the opportunity to prove themselves.
2: You do say that they haven't had a little practice, but they've still been playing, what, in contenders with the Junker Queen better. So it's like, yeah, sure, they haven't played against the Overwatch League teams, or I don't know, maybe they fucking have. Like, we've all... Well, there's definitely been some scrims between the lower-tier teams and uh, contenders teams in the past, so maybe that's still the case. But they still have... I think they're still going to find better success because they're playing for a long time on the patch. So I'd be surprised if they don't do better than the Paris Eternal that just played um that there's discount the last match the Paris Town just paid but you know previous uh previous tournament tournaments yeah
0: like i have been you know going through i haven't had a chance to like watch all their matches or anything yet but like i've gone through like half the finals between them and wisp and like you know they look good playing the comp like rag attack and luke mino like the the way they um you know alternate their ultimates um uh, just like the way they take fights I, I i think they actually like look good in this meta are they going to compete with like the likes of shock no, they're they're not going to beat the San Francisco Shock, you know. That's even like an individual skill gap that's like very hard to close. Um, but they understand the meta. They have great ultimate rotations. Um, I think Malthael is an interesting Genji player. Will be cool to see if he replaces WoB in that role. Um, it's has a bit of a struggling season as well, to be honest. I think, I guess it was a bit surprising to me after having just like, you know, browsed through the finals a little bit that uh, Vulcan didn't get picked up and instead they opt for uh, Krawi on the wisp because you know just having watched very little very limited footage it feels like vulcan is very much on the same page with drag attack and um, they have a good idea in a meta that's all about teamwork and you know utilizing your abilities well it feels like um odyssey was very much on the same page the way they engage disengage etc and Krawi is um getting exposed a little bit but i'll watch more matches uh, maybe i'm wrong in that maybe Krawi was one of the standouts in the entire a tournament as a whole um, but overall, yeah, I I, I don't think there'll be like a top tier of the bat but I definitely think they can come in and like be better than like three, four. They can definitely
2: collect wins, like yeah, absolutely. that's the most important thing in this matter right, for sure. To, yeah, to come in, collect some fucking wins, restore some uh, restore some of that hopium right? I think, <laughs> you know, especially with the last match that the Paris Eternal played, and knowing that they were going to get dropped, I don't think you can blame them almost no, at all no, no. for their performance, right? You putting yourself in those shoes never been in that position by the way but like if i were to put myself in that shoes would i be giving it my all probably but would i be like sweating like do you know that fucking meme where the guy's fucking sweating like (sighs) smash his keyboard and shit like that would i be doing that probably not knowing that i'm gonna get uh knowing that i'm gonna get dropped it is a shame because uh europe has a lot to offer in terms of talent for i watch and this happens a lot with european players it it's kinda, this is, like, the shit.
3: fifth dissolution of, the of like, a European team within the yeah. Overwatch League, and it's just, like... <laughs> 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 okay, well, I have a question for you guys. So, they're playing the Atlanta Reign this weekend.
0: Uh, yeah, GL. I, GLH. Is, that yeah. A, is that a Pred we have later? No, it is not a Pred. I
3: made sure to look for it and make sure it oh, wasn't right, a Pred. pred. I, unless I, I just got it wrong. So, I saw that it wasn't a Pred. So, I, what do you guys think? Do you Because, like, Atlanta looked pretty tragic in this meta thus far if paris comes in with experience in the combat what chance do you think that paris win against atlanta
2: that's a 70 30 70 atlanta yeah i think there's a good chance think, paris
0: win, or paris wins
2: i the, the only reason why i say that is because like, you just give them a fucking week bro you give them a week kai reflex aim dude they're gonna pop off they're going to fucking pop off. I still have a lot of faith in Atlanta Rain, right? Yeah, they kind mm. of, like, met during the mid the regular season and then just kind of slap in tournaments, but I don't know. I I think it would be a little bit of an upset if uh, Paris come in and just start uh, oh, swinging their cocks around and uh, smack Atlanta rain down. We'll see, though.
0: Yeah. It, it, it's hard to say, especially in this meta, and we'll get to talking about this meta uh, a bit later on the show. I think we'll cover some more transfer um, stuff. Let's uh, jump over to uh, another signing that happened yesterday and was announced uh, in the middle of this, uh, with a lot of rumors surrounding the Washington Justice, Boston Uprising. They announced that they had acquired the rights to mags contract mm. in a pretty, I mean, I guess it wasn't as surprising because there was the rumors about Washington shopping their players, but still like Boston Uprising. Picking up a tank player, this is something they like to do. Uh, picking up tank players is one of their favorite pastimes. Um, and so they pick up Mag, which I think is a pretty interesting pickup. You know, we know that Mag is a talented player, but also he looked like one of the better Junker Queens, um, in week one. So, what do we make of this? This move,
1: I don't think this in I don't think that I find this signing the Boston uprising to be a very I mean, I hope they hold I'm pretty much hoping they hold on to him long term because right now, Punk looked really good when he played Junker Queen. I don't even think this. I don't think this moves. This only matters if they're gonna play. If there's somehow a meta shift on stage four, and main tank is back in business, you know, because like what? Punk looks good.
3: <laughs> They've tried to bench Punk so many goddamn times, yeah. and this man is still standing in the league. Like stand like, I would one, say this hey, is bullshit. bullshit. Fucking uh, Marvel Itzel. And now Mag is on the list. Punk God, will prevail. A,
2: holy fuck! Bro. Yeah, yeah it's like still, it's
1: also on a two-way contract. By the way, he's not gone, gone from the Boston uprising. But he's—I yeah. I just don't see what Mag. To me, this is like possibly, especially in this current state of the meta. This is like now. Granted, I bet this has worked out way before that Punk. Maybe they didn't think Punk was going to be as good in the matches as he's been. Right? Maybe it's like a match buff for Punk versus like scrims, which is why they wanted to pursue this trade. Um, which makes sense. But on like on face value seen after punks performed, this is like quite possibly one of the this is like not even a great trade <laughs> for Boston considering the current meta. Like now, if there's a suddenly a main tank shift, then I think it works out really well for them. So it's good to have Mag on their on their roster for main tanks. But for right now, like there are probably a bunch of other teams that would rather be that would love to get Mag to play Jugger Queen for them. So, you know well, okay, let's take
0: let's, you know, it one step further then. I, I think we're all kind of middling on MAG right well. uh, now. You know, Boston Uprising, they're likely to make the play-ins. Uh, obviously, we have no idea what the meta is going to be for the play-ins, but let's imagine there will be anything but the Junker Queen meta. Do we think that MAG can be like an upgrade over itself and contribute to Uprising's play in success? Yes. Yeah. But the Definitely. question is, is he worth the salary that they probably took for
3: him? You know, Mag, remember, Mag came in as one of the most hyped rookie players to the Washington Justice last year, he's probably still on a pretty high contract. Plus, they just purchased the trade. They didn't give anything for him. So I think he's always going to be an upgrade for this team. But the question is, is he worth the money that they, they're going to pay for him in a season in which they're already struggling, right? It's not like Mag's going to come in and all of a sudden they're a championship contender or anything like that. Um, I just think it's, you know it's a it's a minor upgrade so i i just don't really completely understand the move by boston it's i'm glad i you know i'll say this i'm glad they're at least investing in their team and that they're putting steps to try and be better because you know washington justice as you said are are not doing that
1: well you know who they need back now that Boston. sorry jaws i'm gonna make this point and then you piggyback off of it real quick you know they need back when we talk about investments and now that huck's gone and maybe there's a chance strike you Striker comes back to Boston.
4: I'm putting that out
1: there because guess what? Uh, Boston won their match versus Atlanta because Victoria and Valentine looked sick. On top of Punk. Punk looked amazing too, right? But like their team overall looked sick. Their DPS showed up. The match they lost, their DPS were invisible. They need more consistent DPS. So, you know, of yeah. course you bring back Striker. That's why sure I think of a of consistent DPS Striker. Smash. Yeah! You just Whoa. make sure you have a big inventory of keyboards he can smash, and then it will be, <laughs> no, be good. All right, there we go. Now, Jaws, you can go.
2: Now, what I was just going to say, it's not going to pay off until we hit another patch or, like, another another tournament, playoffs, or whatever. Like, I I kind of like the pick-up, honestly. I think Mag's still a, a very good main tank player. Do, But I think Punk right now is probably a better Junker Queen. I think Punk is, look like, one of the better Junker Queens in the league currently. It's been a week, obviously. Things can change, and they probably will end up doing so, but I think Punk right now is stood out amongst the rest of the queens that we've seen a lot of them you know it's a different play style to a lot of tanks it feels like the outlaws have got it right in a sense they put dante on it because it doesn't really play it doesn't really play like doomfist like they're two very different characters but they feel way more dps like i remember when me and you skull were playing in the fucking beta and it was like this feels like a fucking dps hero like, yeah, his box feels like a fucking DPS hero. And, uh, you know, you commanding shout and then you fucking send a Genji. And, like, you know, uh, I think it plays very differently to uh, a lot of what tank as a role has been historically. And uh, so I don't see Mag playing over Punk, to be honest. If they do, well, okay. Mag was really good, though. Like, that he that's was, Mag I still, was really I've got impressive got a lot of faith as a Joker in Queen. Punk, I will say, yeah. just because Punk has had a, so much more time as well with the rest of the team. If they start slotting Mag in, I don't think they're going to have success off the off the bat at all. I think it's going to be a slow burn thing for the Boston Uprising. I do like the pick overall, though.
0: Yeah, I, I I think I've been one of the biggest critics, I suppose, of Mag. And some of his play, like, pointed out some of the flaws in his play. And, like, where it's gone wrong for Washington Justice in past metas. But... It's also a case of, like, he was on the Washington Justice. Uh, You know, the Washington Justice, for the longest time, they've been in a pretty difficult situation. They don't seem to have figured out um, some of the issues uh, they've been going through. And that doesn't necessarily have to, like, you know, be on Mag as an individual player. It doesn't mean that he's, like, the linchpin of everything that goes wrong with that team. And so I'm excited to see Mag in a different environment. I'm excited to see him in a different team, under a different coaching staff. Um, perhaps have a different role in the team where um, maybe like P- punk becomes like the primary tank player for boston uprising and then mag has like a dedicated role he can come in and you know do a job that boston uprising wants to see done so as someone who's you know g- given mag a lot of flack in the past i'm really excited to see him in a new environment um i think um there was an assistant coach of shock um sorry i i can't remember the exact name who tweeted out something like You know, the the players of the Vancouver Titans and Paris Turnall, they're not, like, that much worse than, like, your average Overwatch League player. They're just, like, in an environment that really, like, doesn't lend, you know, aid their ability to, like, improve as a team. They don't have as many resources um, and stuff like that. And so I genuinely think that players in teams they are struggling um, in, like if they get a chance to be in a new environment and a new team and a new coaching staff, that can make like a massive difference to their play and how comfortable they are in play, how confident they are in their play Um, and maybe open up a new chapter. So for Mag joining the Boston Uprising, I'm excited um, to see what he can show us and I think it's a pretty good signing. Like I don't, I think Mag is like a better main tank player if you look at like Winston, Reinhardt, maybe Wrecking Ball, not as much, but better on those heroes than a lot of other uh, players in contenders or even the Overwatch League. So, I think it's a pretty decent pickup. I think Boston Uprising, they recognized there was you know, a play at hand and they pulled it off, so good for them. Uh, yeah, there you go. Boston Uprising. Mag. Um, so, normally with Brent on the show, we don't really address rumors or anything like that. Um, but since he's no longer on the show, let's address some rumors. So, Washington Justice is obviously the team that most people are talking about um, as of right now. There was uh, an article that came out, I believe, um that talked about the fact that washington justice they were shopping some of their players before the transfer deadline um citing i think it was um less confidence in the league when it comes to like you know acquiring the financial sponsorship stuff like that yes and so they wanted to downsize their roster you know spend a little bit um less and i suppose we can start it this. this sort of comes back to almost like the parents eternal point of um you know th- this roster not working out for this team obviously they spent a lot of money on these players it's a very talented roster we expected more but it's just perpetually been disappointing that they haven't lived up to that potential um so do we think this was this is like the right move for the washington justice can we expect some of these players being offloaded or what do we think
1: the right move for the justice well i mean there are two definitions of right moves well, I mean, right? you could
0: also you could also just be like, no, I, I think the Washington Justice like they have a talent roster, like they they should be getting mean, in, like a new head coach or like they should you know find a different way.
1: I think it just depends on what we are currently like, because let's not, I mean, we we're not we've been we've acknowledged it. These teams are burning money, they're burning money, and to be fair, this isn't just an Overwatch League problem. Um, it's really not like every esports team in every game is struggling to find make money off of esports like and yeah and also you know what I, this is a crazy stat i didn't even realize this someone pointed out like the lcs viewership right now the largest game on earth tragic. the lcs viewership is it's tragic. tragic it's yeah. tra like it's no and that's like the it. like no one talks about that but i was like oh my i didn't even know like i knew it wasn't that good like i thought it was like meh, but like it's bad right now so like and those teams like the contracts you're looking at like in lcs are <laughs> orders of magnitude one, one player track. is worth the whole oh, roster yeah. in the lcs yeah millions.
2: millions like bjergsen and like when double if was playing and shit like that it's just crazy it, well also of- the
1: expectations are just higher too for like everything attached to it all the you know benefits the housing like stuff like that like yeah it's so the reality is the justice have probably been burning cash for a long time and overwatch league also still at the end of the day at the current state because it's just we're it's purgatory no one knows what's going to happen it's not doing great on its own currently. It's doing it's not doing amazingly. And everyone's just waiting for Overwatch 2. You know? TB Lol Like, look at that. Look at that, yeah. Look at that. Look at that drop. That's insane. That's insanity. Um, for of believe,
2: I'm gonna be real. I actually can't believe LCK Spring is is number one. I was very surprised when I saw these numbers. I thought it was gonna be uh LEC at the top. Yeah. I'm a little bit shocked. But I mean LCK, <laughs> dude, the fucking region slaps, so kind of makes sense.
1: So, overall, like to me, time. from just an organizational perspective, I think it, I think also people assume that like cutting costs is inherently a bad thing. In a way, it's bad for players and for staff and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, you have to cut costs or else these orgs are just going to fold. They're just going to fold and they'll be gone. Like, if you burn cash for a million years, like they might just do, they might just pull a Valiant, you know, and just be like, well, actually, we're just going to like lay off all of our players and sell our slot, right? And like, and we'll give it to anyone, literally anyone. And now we got No Hill sleeping with four other players in a room. And like you know, it's <laughs> yeah. just like there's yeah,
0: I, I didn't add this uh, th- this topic because uh, I genuinely forgot. But we should address you know the DP tweet and the we'll no, talk hill D-Pay, no hill. we
1: no hill. we can just yeah, do that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but like yeah, we can do that. To me, I think Justice made the right move from their bottom line. I just think to me, like they must have just woken up from a coma because I don't understand how they w- they started at the beginning of this year, agreed to all the contractual agreements, agreed to the salaries, and said, and then halfway through the year were like. Guys, we're paying so much money. <laughs> like, I just... That, to me, is, like, I don't really... To me, that's the crazy part. Because Paris, dropping a bunch of players, it's not really monetary-related, right? Like, it, they're all... You're all assuming they're close to league minimum around there anyways. Like, they're not making that much money. We know they're not going to make that much money. It's just their ass. Like, can and it wasn't good. Like, Justice is give, literally citing that, so...
2: Can I give a bit of an interesting take on this? I think... That? So... <laughs> I think a lot of things, <laughs> okay, stop, shut up, shut up, shut up. Shut up, shut up. <laughs> I think what's interesting about um, the way Overwatch League and like a lot of the teams are reacting and like even other esports, sports like TSM were like rumored to sell their spot. There's another LEC L- L- team that was looking to sell their spot or like something. I mean, I uh, my, my team already
1: did. Misfits sold Okay, Misfits, spot. yeah, but it's someone, it? someone
2: else. It's, it's someone, someone else. Uh, uh... I'm thinking of it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, 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 Scott, Scott, fucking. Know. I but mean, like, there've been no rumors seen... for a
1: million years that G two has always wanted to exit Europe to go to North America, but
2: sure, it wasn't G two though. I know that's sure. Australis, but like, if it... yes, you're right. It was Australis, and maybe Navi were going to pick that up, but um, anyway, yeah, it, it kind of relates to this point. But like, if you look at the global markets currently, like um, it, we, we saw like a big fucking bull run after the after the coronavirus, right? The coronavirus crash, and then it's been like. a steady like fucking actually not steady it's been going up quite significantly and then at the beginning of the year we then kind of teetered off and if you look at it it's like whoa hang on a second are we in a recession inflation going fucking sicko mode like i think it's weird to compare the two where a lot of teams a lot of orgs are kind of pulling back slightly with money and like maybe looking to sell their spots maybe it's something to do with the markets in the fucking the real world kind of crashing off too because that's what generally happens like if we're in a recession companies end up pulling back slightly and maybe it has something to do with the with the reason a lot of orgs are the fucking markets didn't crash we have a pre-dancing like, to hunters <laughs> yeah no, I mean, well, i'm true. just saying it's it, 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 this kind of shit fucking affects every facet of entertainment and every facet of like society this kind of maybe recession we're in kind of um or like the inflation rate going up and i don't know man i've got a feeling it's got something to do with it cuz it's all happening at the same time
0: hey. yeah i mean i'm i'm, I'm uh, yeah, there's definitely like environments where you know people heavily invest into like growth spaces like esports like what the fuck is esports like it's it's almost like an ethereal business like oh it's the future of sports it's video games with competitive rules we're going to invest in it and just there is two esports etfs let me come up
1: yeah well hey phase on it recently they they actually did the (laughs) face the the other day
2: actually short squeeze yeah it it like fucking plummeted like most ipos do and then it just then everybody was like oh phase has fucked everybody because you know everybody on esports works in a one week memory and time span so like they don't think about next week and then Phase kind of went on a, a small little run. It was uh, it was kind of insane. Yeah, there you go. The Van Eck video game and esports ETF beta shares. <laughs> uh video games and esports etf and round funny, it's half half and
0: beta, beta shares
2: <laughs> yeah it's funny i mean if there was an etf to do with esports it would definitely would be called beta shares so um or, or owned by beta shares at least yeah. <laughs> yeah. unbelievable but yeah, um, I just, yeah i just found that really funny i want to agree but, with no, jack
3: would... as well like someone came into my chat and they were like why is this only happening in the west why is this not happening in the east it's like this did happen in the east as well like a month ago remember when we had the Chengdu hunters didn't sign a prita as johnny said the guangzhou charge have completely flipped their roster that might be more like roster uh roles dependent well, that and team then, was like, actually bad that team was actually bad but like <laughs> and then you have the valiant like there's been so many things that have been done in the guise of monetary like it just didn't make sense and i think it's not bad i agree with the vast of the teams need to get to a sustainable point in which they can function without being like we have to win otherwise it's just not valuable and like the washington justice even if they were winning this potentially could have happened because as jack said We are going into at least some form of a recession. We're seeing not just the Overwatch League and not other esports, like endemic organizations have been heavily pulling back on staff right now. We're seeing a lot of layoffs in the uh, endemic organization space. So it's like, it's just esports is not profitable. And Overwatch League right now, as i said, is just setting fire to money, hand over fist for a lot of these teams uh, just because... That's the nature of the game. People bought into the Overwatch League for the hype of the 2018-2019 situation. And since then, with COVID, with going online, with everything that's happened with the company and the league, it's just not making money. So looking to the future in Overwatch 2 and the future of the Overwatch League, teams need to get to a sustainable angle so that we can actually function as a league without having three to four teams implode every season because it just makes the league and everything feel fucking awful like do you guys feel good about the league right now no like it feels terrible it feels like we are straight up dying and i've never seen more questions of people saying is the league dying oh this is the last season of the overwatch league it's not the last season of the overwatch league probably (laughs) but it's not just gonna fail but teams it needs to pull back a lot right like it just needs to find a, a good middle ground yeah
0: do you want to jump over to the DPA and? Uh... Well,
1: we haven't really talked. I mean, we actually really we only talked about the financial aspects. We didn't actually talk about any of the other aspects of the Justice of like what does this mean for their season? Let's say it, their season probably. If you expect the Justice to be good, probably not. It probably. Uh, are be they going to drop this. more plays? Do you think? Like how? Like because are as, they going to drop more play? Oh yes, they're going to drop. They more they players. have to
3: do it in the next two days, then right? Like August eighteenth, they so, need to do it.
1: I mean, this is a whole other can of worms, man. Is this yeah. whole fucking August eighteenth? So essentially, we should just explain this because people might be confused because yesterday I received a no joke because I'm, I'm there's a bunch of shit happening too at my work. But in between this, I saw all this shit happening. It was like, it's like a black hole suddenly discovered in our star system and we're slowly being in, <laughs> sucked into it, you know? But pretty much August 18th, is tra- we're going to explain this in simple terms because I've now, I've gotten the truth. The light has hit me. I understand everything as it is. So August 18th is a trade deadline. That means by August 18th, you had to have traded players to another Overwatch League team or drop them so that way they can be picked up for another team for the rest of the season. Because if you drop them on or, or if you drop them after August 18th, they can't be re-signed to another Overwatch League team. That is 100% confirmed from the head office of the Overwatch League and by many GMs. The thing yeah, is... Yeah, I missed
0: tweet that out as well, yeah.
1: The thing is, is that yesterday there was confusion because I believe that to be the case. And then it just... Then some people that should know, but it's not their fault. But I would say people—it's sort of like the 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 front office areas of Overwatch League teams message me, being like, "That's not true." If you drop, like, they have to be like they're pretty much if they have been dropped even before August eighteenth, they can't get re-signed, right, or something like that. Which, like, that's what I was told. Which is why I was like, "Oh shit, is everything fucked?" But then it turns out that because of some inconsistent messaging from the league and things like that, there was confusion. But Confirmed, August eighteenth. Players have to be dropped by then if they want to be resigned for this year or traded. You know, if they want to play for the rest of the season. So that was like what all that mess was yesterday on the timeline for a lot of people because everyone there was like literally like GMs figuring this out real time yesterday, literally figuring out how. Which is a problem it in its own right. right. The GMs <laughs> unaware of the so, trade like, deadlines, right? Like, so it was uh, it was fucking crazy yesterday. Is all I'm gonna say. But the second point is, just on like a competitive level, this team will not be as good which is a sh- also crazy because they looked pretty good <laughs> when they played like against the shock. They looked like a pretty good team. Um, they look like the best they team they've fly. been all year. Literally yeah. the best team they've been all year and whatever they do, whatever. So the, the players are likely going to be dropped. It seems like it. They've already sold off because if you think about it, they don't even have a tank. They don't have a yeah. tank.
3: Really. Well, they have Kalios, right?
1: Well, but yeah, well, they have kind of a tank, games.
3: but not the one that they've been playing. Not the one they've with, been right? playing like, either. Yeah. yeah. They just- up this weekend and field a roster and like just good luck where you go or are they gonna sorry you go last
1: i mean i mean yeah you got it pretty much like whatever they pick up there's gonna be more people gone 100 percent it just depends on the timing of it um which could cause some questions i guess because hopefully because to me it already implies justice justice management when it came to the season were literally asleep at the wheel they took some valium or something like they were like they woke up in a ditch and they're like guys like we're spending money and they're like we have to to eat our entire Roster that we agreed on at the beginning of the year. When we already knew you weren't going to make any fucking money this year. At least you should have known if you were paying attention. And then secondly, there's also, like, that worries me that, like, what's the timing going to be on the roster releases, right? Like, hopefully they get everything. If they're actually going to drop everyone, to get everyone out on time, uh, right? Like, so that's the big thing is working against the clock on this trade deadline. Because if they drop anyone, literally anyone, before after August 18th, that player cannot be resigned. And contenders' lock has already happened. They can't go to contenders' team. Uh,
0: well, Bradford Ross Pure actually tweeted out: the roster moves that occur due to the Owl trade line will be considered in regards to the NA contenders' B sides roster lock. We will grant exceptions oh. if a team's player has joined an Owl team, meaning teams can fill their roster and continue in the tournament. Right. That's, okay, that's
1: okay, more well, that's for good. contenders.
0: Though. That's more for contenders than. That's
3: just contenders. for contenders. Yes, that's uh,
1: for contenders, not for Overwatching. But still, that's a, that's actually one less area bad. Is that at least they could go. Contenders. Well, yeah.
0: Right so I, I I think the way to read this tweet is if like a contenders team, a top contenders team or whatever, they have a player that gets promoted to owl they have an exception to fill that slot and they could maybe bring in a former Overwatch League player. Yes, if
1: they something. were dr- yeah, potentially like that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, gotcha. That, well that's good so, though. That's at th- least but it, it's exceptions.
0: So you know it's yeah. still a bit fucky, but it's not fucked. So yeah.
1: Yeah. So yeah.
0: Make it, make it that way so yeah,
1: that so, was the whole rant I had with that. Was that that was sure, it. The whole but
0: I, I guess for the Washington Justice, I mean They've been wanting to be successful now, you know, since they were in the league, of course. But like the past two years, they still had faith, I'd like to believe, that they were going to be like a top tier team and like they had the K on their roster and they signed Vigilante. Like they obviously wanted to achieve something with this roster and it's just consistently underperformed. Like they didn't even make the fucking midseason madness. So one part of me can sign kind of like see them missing out on midseason madness, spending this much money and just being like, fuck it. Honestly, dude, fuck it. Like really. So, you know, it it sucks, and it's a bit of a last minute kind of panic mode thing. But I I can like understand where they're coming from in terms of like disappointment that they never were able to compete with some of the better teams.
1: Yeah, I mean, but oh, well. where do the players go? There's all sorts of places. Mag's already gone. Happy. I could see happy. You know what? If Boston just pick up like happy too. And they pick up Dec- I mean, <laughs> the K. <mean>, yeah, no. <laughs> oh, I, I, I that mean? Yeah, Can you imagine if and the K came back sick. together? That would be fucking sick in this meta if they pick up Happy yeah, and the K. But no, I mean, like, there's would. a ton of teams where, like, there's like anything of any team that has, like, a hit scan that they're not happy with, like, totally happy with. And Happy will be a great addition. Think of any team that wants a better Genji player for this meta. Well, like, it is, it is,
0: it is funny because they have three damage players and they have three support players. Um, and I guess you need six. What's the minimum? Roster size. So I'm, i have really have at least at least six. they have now. They have really seven six. now, right? Yeah. yeah. They have seven now.
1: With Because it's Callio's happy. Yeah, they have seven now. Yeah, so seven.
0: technically, they can only get rid of one more player before they have to start replacing people because of their roster minimum. So I feel like there's just seven. Well, not Callio. So I guess there's like six players, three damage players, and two, three support players. And they're all like Spider Man memeing each other. It's like, who's going to be the one who actually like leaves our roster before the so, do you, so sorry, Johnny, the,
3: the way you're thinking it's going to work is that they're just going to offload one more player instead well, of dropping their to entire to roster, roster into, minimum. Well, okay, yeah, no, but th- th- well. if we're going to go down the rumor mill as well, there's the rumor right now that... Uh, they're potentially looking at Team Peps, the European contenders team, which has a lot of familiar faces that people are aware of. Your Ben Best, Naga, that team. So they you think they just nuke their roster and just pick up Team Peps? That's what. Like, think yeah. about it. A lot of their play. Like, how much do you think Happy is on their roster right now? How much do you think Decay is on their roster right now? They D-K can K sign. Probably a lot, They can bro. sign you a can roster. Sign
2: team with no, 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 no.
0: Actually, I think I, I think it came out in that Yisco article that Decay actually. No, is their the budget. But contestant. the
1: thing is, their budget's been adjusted. Like so. I think people are working on two conflicting points of view with the justice. So the first two years of the, the first two years, the overwatch league, the justice were big money, buku bucks spenders, like huge spenders the past two years. They were moderate. Like they're still, they're still above average in terms of spending, right? Like if you baked up the Yiska article, they're more than like, like in terms of like half the league, they're spending more than them in terms of rosters, but they're not the most expensive roster anymore. Like the K and happy and mag and all them, they didn't have ridiculous contracts, but also on top of that, they probably have the highest contracts on the Justice. Well, like players yeah. like Opener, like Krillin, like, you know, maybe even Vigilante potentially, like those players are not going to have, or in Kalios, those players are not going to have very big salaries, you know? So there is, there is a bit of an ill-informed narrative where people still thought Justice was insane spenders, but the reality is they were a mid-tier, mid-tier spender. They weren't cheap, but they weren't like spending insane amounts of money. They were just spending like a solid amount. And but they probably still have, it's probably evened out by the fact that like some of their players are expensive. Some of their players are probably really cheap. Yeah. Like, you know, like, like I said, the openers and the Calios. So, like, it just depends on the contract here for the Justice. But, like, I've, I'm on the Custis side. I think everything tells me that, like, if they've yeeted Mag, who arguably is probably the most – if you think about, like, how the team's been built and how they've been playing, he's probably their most – That your tank is, like, your most important piece in terms of how you're moving. You know, watch two right now. I think this roster's gone. I think the Team Peps rumor is probably going to happen um and or some they probably already have the roster signed right like it doesn't matter the roster minimum rules don't matter because they probably, they probably have the have roster the already
0: signed
3: yeah,
1: they yeah probably i, have the I agree I, i'm with the boss
3: yeah. i don't think That's i don't Paris think did. they're just they, there's no way that they drop mag and don't full commit like why would they just drop sure. their most important main tank and the person who's playing in this meta for them and then not just full send like i would be shocked if they kept happy and decay at this point because if you're going to get rid of mag you may as well get rid of happy and decay sign a couple of dps sign another like tank and then like go would like go into the sunset with a minimum and an average team
0: yeah this is where it kind of sucks because it hasn't obviously been announced yet but there there seems to be a lot of uh players or even like people within the community who like have the juice like they know what's going on and it hasn't been announced yet and so we, we we can't talk about it um i don't have any insight so i don't know i i have no fucking idea what's going on but there there seems to be like everyone just talks about all the Washington Jews. You're like, oh, you have no idea what's going on with Washington, and it seems to be like a big deal, but it's not announced. We can't talk. All you need to do chat, is go so. to any
2: one of uh, any one of our Twitch chats at any moment in time, and they probably have more information than we do because you know. Oh yeah, the Twitch just, chat. They're. Uh, yeah, the they're Twitch big chat. Green. Yeah.
3: Okay, oh wait. While we're here, can we talk about this fucking owners meeting thing? Rumor going around. Okay, there is no sources, there is no validity to anything that is going on there. If you are in Reddit or a fucking Twitch chat and you're talking about the owners meeting, you have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, Go owners on, meetings thanks. happen all the time. Yes, there may be people who are in the scene who understand and know the owners meeting, but they are they are not valid sources of information because you can't just take something as fact. Because I've had multiple people come to me say did you hear about the owners meeting i heard overwatch 2 is going to be delayed and that's what they talked about you have there is like seven levels of jumping to get to overwatch 2 is going to be delayed even if there is truth to that in any way you can't just make those massive assumptions and people are just taking them as fact because they read it on reddit or some shit like just stop it
0: yeah, that, that's where, like, why I wanted to introduce your show and just be like, there were some objective, like, roster drops and signings that happened yesterday. And then there was a lot of speculation and rumor going on at the same time yesterday, combined with D-Pay tweets. And it, it just entered like a blur, and people were freaking the fuck out. And they were like, Overwatch League is dying, where every, everything's going to shit. And it's like, well, hold on now. What actually happened yesterday? Paris replaced yeah. four players, and Boston Uprising picked up Mag from it's, it's like the
2: kids game telephone or whatever you guys called it you pick out the phone you say the thing you pass it to the next person you tell them and fucking it just like it just gets garbled mess by the end of it and then it turns out fucking watched three's coming out instead of i watched two you know like it, this shit just gets scrambled so quickly with all the reddit and the, the twitch chat and the yeah and i think a lot of it scott as well because i did watch your stream and you went off and it was very funny i enjoyed it i i enjoyed it i do enjoy the custom rants on a on uh, your twitch channel sometimes but um it is quite <laughs> funny um watching that kind of narrative build within like 10 minutes like people take one thing as fact and like you said there's multiple layers of it and at some point there's a lot of like intellectual dishonesty like you know it's fucking bullshit but you want to perpetuate it anyway because it's more fun for you and maybe it fulfills your narrative and maybe it fulfills your kind of ideal world in which you live in and there's a lot of, yeah, There's a, I think there's a lot of sh- shit like that that goes around. And there's obviously the the, the people that just won the clips and the clout on the Reddit and the, on, on Twitter and shit like that too. But I think if you just step back for five minutes and you're like, wait, okay, is, did this really fucking happen? And then you kind of unravel the layers and you're like, okay, maybe something happened that caused this fucking load of bullshit. But like not these seven other things piled on top of it.
0: Yeah, and I'm not saying it's not going to happen. I'm not saying that Washington Justice isn't going to drop their whole roster, if that's what they're looking through in Zion Team Peps. I'm not saying, you know, like that rumor about Washington and the Overwatch League financial situation, I'm not saying that that's not true. But until it actually happens, or until there's like actually something official comes out, and there's just like not some tier two guy tweeting shit out, then you can't just take it as fact. Like... You, you, you gotta chill out a bit and like wait for actually like official information to come out. and then you can assess the information afterwards and then make a like judgment whether it was fair, whether it was unfair, whether it's shitty, whether it's good. There's just so many different perspectives. there's so many different sides of a story. there's so many rumors going on that sometimes you just have to take a step back. So you know let's enjoy the Overwatch league while we have it this year um, no. anyway <laughs> oh,
2: <laughs> and <wow>. everything's dead <laughs> okay,
0: dude.
3: there's the clip
2: there's the fucking clip there it is Here's
0: johnny confirms owners yeah. said the league is dying there's
1: <laughs> the clip okay well yeah uh, i think we've talked this to death so yeah
0: um, we, we didn't yeah, really talk about the washington right players and where they're going but uh yeah there you go um
1: I told, I said they should all go to Boston. Boston will actually be incredible. Bo- I mean, yeah. I, I, legitimately, yeah, if they yeah. get happy decay, Boston's gonna be fucking insane.
0: Boston's going to be insane. I can't wait for them to pick up Assassin and replace Valentine. Uh, that's <laughs> gonna be good.
1: Uh, yeah. Do you guys want to chat about the D-Pay
0: and No Hill thing, or have we already kind of talked about it? We should, yeah, let's
1: hit a it. second. Because pay I mean, that is an yeah. official tweet that if a coach of the Vancouver Titans made, <laughs> yeah. and then deleted, right? So, Deepay wants no. healthcare,
0: he wants a Vancouver Titans jersey, he wants to have a team event and he doesn't want to pay for every team dinner uh, for the Vancouver Titans and he's been asking since he joined the team, please, um, and then that tweet was removed.
2: I love the shockwave bit at the bottom there, that was great. <laughs> 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 so, you delete Liz, lol, deleted.
1: Was in fact deleted. Props to shockwave. Gone. Uh, and I then mean, I think Wichita a was on no hill. With the no hill stuff too. Yeah, the no hill picture pretty was pretty
3: haunting today. Yeah.
1: The no hill, the no hill looked like something out of like what uh, you're walking around in a horror game, and you look for like the photos like that are like falling around, you find that like it looked really scary. Oh <laughs> god! It looks like a uh, Minecraft bed. It does. It, does. it, it looks, it looks does, like, it does, like my first yeah.
3: Minecraft bed, just so I can sleep. So when I die, yeah, I can go back do- to this room.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you are. <the> <laughs>
3: So actually, notice sorry.
1: the space. Notice actually, but but who's that lady that's really good at de- decluttering stuff? Marie Kondo or whatever. Yeah, like she's she would love this room because look at the space. Look how optimally used is the space. You have the bed in the middle, which also counts as like because he said it's the meeting room too. Counts as like their conference table. <laughs> then you have a player wedged onto each side of the walls, mm. so like they're kind of like a container, like where you can put it under the bed a bit. <laughs> like this space is so efficiently used here. Marie Kondo would be would be jumping for joy, lot watching this, but. I mean, overall, so what? We got, we got No Hill. He, all the play, We got four people to a room. Uh, I don't think I've heard about that since, like, 1800s Ellis Island traveling to America type of stories. And then, like, we got d saying he doesn't have a jersey, which, okay, so, by the way, I've heard conflicting info about that. But it, I really, the interesting part to me more so So I'm he like does D-Pay have so a jersey. I'm just saying I've heard conflicting info you know okay. about right. some of the claims that were made on that tweet from david pay <laughs> but i will <laughs> say that the interesting part is like hasn't been playing for paying for player salary like paying. he said he's paying for player stuff like paying Play for, meals? Yeah. for players like meals yeah, that's, like, that's okay. the more interesting like is that true type of thing i'd say because also you have to think about for the healthcare care thing at least like people are like well is it canadian healthcare free but it's like well he's american he's not canadian so he doesn't get Canadian healthcare right away like they have to like I'm sure they have to figure out a way to like get them set up and stuff like that like I don't really know what's going on plus exactly.
3: do you know I, this is, is healthcare still required as a part of because when I was a player in 2018 2019 it was a requirement but I don't know if it is for a coach or if it is still required for players
1: I mean I was under the impression that healthcare was barely even a requirement in 2018 because I remember <laughs> like I remember there were definitely teams in 2018 that did not offer benefits Oh, really? What about
0: oh, 401k? Yeah. you think the players have 401k still? <laughs> See, that was <laughs> actually a nice thing. I will There's say, nice, as well. a
1: Boston player, that was one of the few one of the few benefits of being a Boston player was that since it was a real company first, the craft group, we had, like, an employee portal. <laughs> you need like, to be
3: American so had, to have like, a 401k. Oh, okay. when, like, so, like, that kind we of had, like, like, retirement
1: plans and healthcare and stuff. So, like, the Boston Uprising legitimately did in 2018, which I'm sure they still do now because they were a real company first, offered, like, a lot of, like, actual benefits that oh. I don't think many other places did. Like, even, like... Working for orgs post Overwatch League, like, many orgs still don't have like Misfits is great, they do, and then like NB also had, but like plenty of stuff from orgs where they don't even have benefits. So
0: was that why Striker went back to Boston this year for the retirement plan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For the World, okay, but I mean, you know, we'll we'll see. But I I personally I think the No Hill stuff we we'll at least have video, we have photo evidence of like there are there are five people in this room sleeping. Um, and I could believe it. You know, what? I can totally believe it for the valiant stuff. Now, Deepay, I'm gonna say maybe take it with a grain of salt. Some yeah. of the things, some of the claims that were done there.
0: Yeah. I I mean, regardless, it 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 absolutely sucks to see some of these issues go on. Um and you can't really justify them. It just it just completely sucks. It 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 just sucks. Like it does, like the No Hill LA Valiant situation. It like what, what more is there to say about it than it's it's suboptimal. Um, you know, it's been very apparent that LA Valiant have been reluctant to yeah. spend money and invest money into that franchise now for a couple of years. And,
1: and that's is... a collapse, by the way. When we talk about like when that justice conversation earlier of like we need teams to equalize their spending, that's what a collapse looked like. It's yeah. five players in a room all using that same bed then to like eat off of and take meetings. Like <laughs> this is a collapse. This is when you're, the franchise has no support. You sell it to like literally anyone that will take it. Type of thing. Like, because remember, technically Immortals owns a slot, but they don't operate this. This is operated by a company in China. I believe it's LGE. So, yeah. like, this is not operated by Immortals. People are like, I can't believe Immortals to do this. Guys, I'm going to... I hate to break it to you. Immortals it has literally nothing to do with what's going on right now. Because LGE is running this slot. So, just... Yeah, is, and then and then, in,
3: then I don't know, like, he, the question becomes, is like, where does the accountability lie? Like, obviously, less a case for the DPay problem, but more case for the situation that the Valiant players are going through. There's been so many rumors that have come out from this LA Valiant squad of they are intentionally breaking the league law, uh, rules and stuff like that, of, like, you know, players are required to get paid minimum of 50K. You know, there needs to be, like, housing provided and shit like that. That doesn't count as housing, right? Like, and it feels like there is a lot of things being uh being bent and nothing is really getting done about it i don't know how the league can come in and sort of like step in and deal with these kind of situations but you know it it all routes back to the same thing that we were talking about with the washington justice there needs to be a compromise and there needs to be some adjusting of the league because what this is just going to keep happening if we just assume that people are you know not every team can be the san francisco shock or the dallas fuel where they're willing to spend and lose money on these Overwatch League teams to compete because some teams are decided, well, we can also not lose money and not compete and just exist and that'll be fine. And that's just bad for the league overall.
0: Yeah, I mean, for for Immortals and LG here, I mean, it's like, I don't don't know how Immortals operate in the other esports, but they're not like a top tier organization uh, like some of these other organizations that have franchises, right? And are like trying to maintain a good image, PR, stuff like that. Like if Dallas Fuel did something like this, like that would that would just cause like a massive like PR downfall ripple effect onto their other you know ventures, whether it's you know CSGO, Valorant, um League of Legends, you know, whatever. Um, because they're actually like a professional top-tier organization. I guess I guess Cloud9 would be the exception, but you know, Lola Spitzfire still, they while they're not they're like spending the most money in the league, like they they have a respectable franchise and like they you know they have a coaching structure and um they're they're trying to, to like you know, nurture some of these contenders players, and they la- ran like the British Hurricane, uh, f- like stuff like that, right? So they're still respectable in that regard. But like Immortals, like Vancouver Titans, I don't, I don't think they're like too. They don't care too much about like their, their, you know, how, what people perceive of them um, and their spending efforts. It's more to them like, do we believe in the long-term viability of Overwatch League and like the financials, and like is this a space we want to invest in right now? my hope is just like with the Overwatch 2 and, you know, a great content plan, maybe like a return to, uh, you know, user growth for the game. Um, you know, maybe Overwatch League flourishes at least, or not flourish, but like improves, like the viewership and stuff like that. We get maybe, you know, some sponsors back in, in a year or so. Like when that stuff improves, maybe there will be some kind of, you know, one thing leads to another and some of these franchises again will be open to um, spending a bit more money and investing in their infrastructure and stuff like that but that's about what you can hope for right
3: but, when does the league have to like i don't know if this is even possible but like when does the league realize that like what we're currently like how do we deal with the la Balance situation because like going into next year what's going to change like nothing's going to change with the la band like that ne- i feel like there needs to just be some form of adjustment or like well, I mean- teams willing to sell their teams to other people there needs to be some form of like I don't know, but I, as I said, I, mean, I don't, I don't do this shit. All I can say is that from a, from someone who is a fan of the league and works in the league, it's just really shitty having these teams exist, and it doesn't feel like there's an exit strategy yeah, or an entry strategy. I mean, for anyone. it's
1: tough because it's why like a model like Valorant's partnership model is more valuable because you don't take. Since the league has received buy-ins, which by the way, the majority of those buy-ins have been collected, which was the report, you know. So like technically, they've received buy-ins, but not actually received buy-ins. Like they've received some money, but not all the money. But like since they've received buy-ins, the league, like part the teams that are part of the franchise league have a lot of power here, right? Because like, especially in a situation where like we aren't dealing with valuable commodities, right? Like currently an overwatch league team like is not a valuable commodity to most people. Like if you have a franchise slot, like who's gonna buy it? Tell me, like, there's very few people that are currently looking to buy Overwatch League teams, right? So that's the problem that we're locked into, is that like, if you're looking to sell a slot, who's going to take it? So, let's say the league's like, you've, you've committed too many crimes. You have to sell your slot. Who buys it? You know, like that's the issue, right? No one's going to take it. Like, if now if you tell them, like, okay, you can take this slot for free, then people might take your Overwatch League roster. But what org is going to get rid of their slot for free without like money in yeah. transit, like taking place there, right? And that's the issue that is happening with a buy in league when there's not a lot of interest versus a partnership model where. You can kick people out willy nilly because they don't pay you money. You give them money, right? Like they're giving the privilege to work with you and you can kick them out whenever you want, versus like they are paying you to participate. So they have a vested interest and you have to help give them their money back, essentially, help them earn. Like they have so much, they've already given you a monetary, a significant monetary attraction. So, like, I don't know. I don't know what I personally don't know the answer, the easy answer to what to do when you have teams that might be fundamentally abusing like their things like at some point there has to be a time where you have to like put your foot down and be like, you can't do this. We're going to find you, et cetera, et cetera. But it is a very uneven distribution of power between the league and the teams right now. Um, currently, because it's just, they're kind. Of, I mean, like how, what do you threaten them with? Like how, what do you do? Like you, there's not no one line up to take it unless they can, unless they have the option to somehow strip them of their roster and, and their spot and give it to someone else for free. Like, I don't know what, Outside of like severe legal repercussions, I don't really know what is the answer to like solving that.
0: Yeah, and now wouldn't be the time either, right? With Overwatch 2 on the horizon and like, you know, I, 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 you know, I, I think it's honestly, it, it sounds stupid. But I think to some degree, like a lot of these teams and franchises, they're just like waiting for us to get to Overwatch 2. And they're like waiting hundred oh, percent. Yeah, they're just waiting that for that us Vali- to get to like the next phase of like the Overwatch League
3: do you think the valiant changed like do you think next season the valiant is going to be like okay enough of
0: this lg stuff let's p- field a good roster or do you no, think that- no no no, i'm, I'm not saying that I, I can't like who knows for sure like i have no yeah. fucking idea what the la valiant are going to do next year but that market that avas was talking about like maybe someone wants to step in okay, well yeah. let's say like overwatch 2 um you know decent success uh let's just imagine and like maybe this sounds off the group i don't know let's let's imagine like we start off next season and like stage one stage two 100K viewers for, like, the regular, regular season, you know? But it's it's a good number, you know, fresh game, and maybe some of that hopium starts to trickle back that we're at least, like, sustainable and we're a good spot. You know, maybe some sponsors came in, like, one or two. I'm not asking for too much here. It's a brand-new fucking game. And, like, I know we're currently playing on it, but, like, players or people would actually be able to play the game where we're playing ourselves in the Overwatch League, you know, content, all that stuff. Um, and maybe someone outside from the League would be like, hey, I'm actually, like you know uh, at what we consider a reasonable price we would actually be you know uh interested in stuff like in like you know a spot like this and that's where some of that repercussions that I was talking about comes into action so this is all speculation i have no fucking idea what we're talking about but it's an interesting conversation nonetheless right
2: yeah i mean it kind of sucks too right where we at the start of the year um actually i can't remember the exact date at all but the whole like Bobby Kotick thing and a lot of the sponsors kind of taking a step back and it it's another kind of, Oh, well, the league takes a fucking L here because the sponsors are backing off because of the Bobby Kotick thing. Although it was happening throughout the industry. Um, and rightfully so. Right. I mean, a lot of these cases were coming out, um, over the last year, year and a half, I'd say, which is, you know, fantastic for the people that actually got to speak out on the matter. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad it, I'm glad it happened. It sucks that the league lost a lot of sponsors and I hope, you know it kind of I, I hope the league has kind of repaired that blemish that it had at the start of the year and when the uh, and hopefully the sponsors do come back but like being a brand new product i can imagine there's going to be a lot more eyes on it since there are it is going free to play so if there's any time for sponsors to come in it technically would be next year because uh the game's popularity i'm not saying it's going to fucking triple quadruple overnight but you, I said it last time, I think we are on the podcast, but um, look at Fall Guys, the way that kind of fucking slapped. Jesus yeah. Christ. Went free to play on Epic and then just popped off like this in orders of magnitude. Like it's, it's yeah. insane.
3: A lot of people play Overwatch and I think when it goes free to play, it will be Still very successful too. again. Yeah. I, Still, I Not
2: like, not like we can talk about the fucking numbers, but like they, there's a lot of people that fucking of people play Overwatch. Play. There's a lot of fucking people that play and it's actually kind of insane. And I've been I've, like, had Whispers and, like, shit like that it compared to other games that are currently out right now. And I'm like, damn. Are you, are, you know, things that you wouldn't quite expect. You're like, holy shit, okay. Like, there's still a big player base. And when that goes free to play, like, okay, okay, let's go, you know. And there are a lot oh, of
0: people who have, like, a passive vested interest in Overwatch. Um, yeah. Like, for example, like, when the beta initially, like, the first beta went live, um, I had a lot of, like, non-Overwatch you know friends or people who who just like casually talked about the overwatch beta and like hey this is cool like here's you know yeah. the, um who actually watched the the bp the bad Pachamari video um uh, you know of the first beta compilation thing and we're like hey this is cool you know and like checked it out so they're just like you know waiting and then it goes free to play and they're going to try it out and hopefully if the game is good there's good systems in play good matchmaking stuff like that that can mean like that they are more inclined to jump on overwatch at the end of like a tuesday you know work day and they're like hey i'm gonna jump on overwatch with my friends you know the console community like there there are a lot of people who are aware of overwatch is one of the most successful games when it comes to like like the universe and like people are being aware about it i think there was some survey or something
2: I mean, like that, where... a good stat on that like what was the percentage of people that recognize it was yeah, uh... very
0: recognizable
3: exactly yeah it, it was it was something like uh in the fps genre if you like they were doing surveys and it was like 97 or 98% of people who play FPS knew what Overwatch was in comparison to your other games. Uh, And like number one was like Fortnite and the second one was Overwatch. So like it's one of the most brand recognizable FPS games. Remember we we were in the glory days in 2016. We could do no wrong. Like the game was just so much fun. There was so much hype around it. If Overwatch 2 can even tap into a portion of that again and get bring a lot of people back, like, I don't know. I assume you guys have the same way. I have tons of friends in esports, tons of friends in video games that are now in different games. And every single time I talk to one of them, they're like, dude, 2016, I played the shit out of that game. I played it till yeah. 2017. And then something happened, a bad patch or just another game came out. And then they, f- they forgot about it. They stopped playing. And there was no reason or incentive to bring them back. Be like, hey, you should play again. Overwatch 2 is that reason. And I think my optimism for the league comes from the Microsoft acquisition for next year with Bobby Kotick hopefully leaving, the Microsoft acquisition hopefully going through. Obviously, that's not going to have adverse effects on the league anytime soon, but hopefully it should bring back sponsors and hopefully it should incite change in the
2: future. It's the trickle-down effect, right? Like that giant player base, well, hopefully, you know, bigger player base than what it is now. And then eventually people start trickling down through like the eSports. We already have like, it's not the biggest icon in the fucking world in the, in the game, but it still says Overwatch Esports or Overwatch League in the fucking main menu. Um, they're not going to go ahead and fucking hide that. Or if they do, please don't fucking hide that shit. Just uh, leave it on the fucking main menu. And, you know, when the games are on, it's kind of nice. Because remember, when the fuck did they actually even add that? Like the whole like Overwatch League thing and then it says live when the games are actually live. Like that is quite a big thing. couple to- years ago. It was a couple of years ago. It definitely wasn't when the league came out, right? I'm pretty sure. No, the
0: skins came out, and there was like the Overwatch League. Yeah, and it's
2: it's cool to see that little bit of integration. And from what we've experienced thus far, the devs are way more willing to kind of put a little bit more time into the esportsy side of things of the Overwatch um, of the Overwatch ecosystem, which is great. I mean, it's quite obvious, right? I mean, we playing on the game that's not even fucking out yet, and the devs are very much willing to take feedback from pro players and creators and shit like that too. And yeah, I I, I want to be as optimistic as possible because otherwise I'll just be perma-doomer. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, doom scrolling Twitter and social media all the time. And I think it's better to be in that kind of mind state anyway. Um,
0: yeah, I, I think we'll have a way better idea of like where we stand and like the prospects are in like an exact year from now, you know? Yeah. Because sure. then we'll have, you know, hopefully a, a season of Overwatch League under our belt um i don't know what's going on with blizzcon but you know that he did that announce be... that it's coming back 2023 or at least it's oh, in it the is. books right
3: yeah uh mike yeah, ybarra said 2023 blizzcon is yeah. is being planned please yeah like Do it we... world cup please world bring cup? it back because world it's cup so hype. people bro. love it's it's that shit please. for it right like it doesn't have to be what they did in the past where we had fucking three or four city qualifiers just have I, an international global tournament at blizzcon bring a bunch of people have world recognition and it would yeah just do that again and that'd be great
0: yeah yeah so
3: okay
1: sort of uh, grounding I ourselves
0: just, from the hopium sorry yeah I've asked i us. i just
1: need i just need to make a disclaimer here i know everyone on reddit's gonna hate that 20-minute segment that just happened there because it was pure unadulterated cope and hope so <laughs> like I was not a part of that segment, okay? No when you direct. This, all right? When you direct all the Redditor hate because everyone loves to just circle jerk each other about how smart they are about everything all the time and how much whatever, like, because, like, I like to be optimistic and everything, but, like, don't, like, listen, I wasn't part of the Copa Hopium segment. Like, I'm still, you know, I'm I'm baseline Doomer. I'm baseline Doomer waiting yeah. to see. We could have summed this all up as, like, this year doesn't, which is why I said the last episode, this year doesn't fucking matter. Overwatch 2 matters. Everything's out of our hands. Who fucking knows? Maybe it's for the best if the league dies because then we can go to a baseline equilibrium of sustainability, right? The league doesn't have to exist for Overwatch Esports to exist. You know? Those are two different things. So, like, let's... So, this is mostly me just saying because I know there's going to be literally, like, 80 redditors smacking who cares what they think
3: just who gives a fuck He's about like, those people of us? like if you well, guys want to be a doomer on about, social media go fucking be that, a doomer just fuck it's not off that. Like, it's <laughs> that we also need to have
1: we just need to have two balanced takes here which is like i don't think sure we don't have to yeah assume that's that the fair league yeah. has to survive and exist for watch esports to exist and it could be a necessarily good thing or like if things fundamentally change but at the end of the day it's not even doomer i just totally believe this like a watch that everything that we do the league do is out of our hands Sure, there's just a ton of stupid people that are like, like, "Wow, I can't, I can't believe the league would allow all this to happen." It's that the league is choosing for the game to have lack of interest? Like, like the the league has no impact on like the popularity of the game of Overwatch. The fact that Overwatch has the pot, has that impact, you know, what what Team Four does, what Blizzard does, has that impact. So it's just me delineating those two points. But once again, I am cautiously optimistic that we'll return to some better point for next year. I think hopefully teams are realigning their expectations. I think Overwatch Two is going to be good. Hopefully, BlizzCon comes back. If we get a World Cup, if we get a World Cup, I'll pog out of my gourd. World Cup is like the I, best. Of
0: I'm it. not. I'm, I'm not even trying to be like overly optimistic, and I'm not trying to be too ambitious, and I'm not trying to like, you know, like it's actually fair. like All manifest the these dreams. Yeah. But I'm saying yeah. like, what 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 started this whole conversation was that I made the argument that like. That is sort of what the owners of these franchises are hoping for too. Like they don't yeah. want to just like be part of these franchises that to some of them, they're not willing to spend money. They're not willing to invest in the franchises. Obviously they don't want that. They want Overwatch to flourish. They want the League to do good and then maybe they'll be inclined to spend money so that is you know what we're all hoping for that's what yeah. the fans are hoping for that's normally what we are the, here on people, are hoping for that's what normally the players the people are hoping have
2: uh the normally people that have the money on the line and are involved with the league like us for example care a little bit more because like livelihoods and like you know earning a living wage um is quite important to a lot of us so you know there's a lot of people that care out there and i oh, appreciate yeah. that let me take a bite
0: out of that apple first because there is with all this bullshit going on right now and i know it's you know people oh, call God, it the it mickey mouse right? season people call it the mickey mouse season it, because, is, you know, mouse season. it is yeah we, you know it's overwatch 2 the viewers can't play the game um yeah, I mean, you know this players meta, play like we <laughs> we, we, we players
1: literally can't <laughs> <practice> <laughs> the yeah. Game. Yeah. players
0: can't practice the game they can't so play like you know it it's all over the place so i understand like it's 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 not been it's not been the season we were hoping for and the season we were envisioning when we were like promised that we we're going to play on Overwatch 2 i know there's a lot of issues going on but there there's just started to be like you know what what's it called like the bug kind of rumor here what was it called they there there's they're, there's just people you know they're starting to try to make this case that like maybe overwatch esports would be better without the overwatch league and i'm not ready to have this full on fucking conversation right now but before you start wishing for shit like that keep in mind what we actually have and what that allows and how uh, the infrastructure we have uh, how many players are actually like allowed to have make a salary because of that like the money circulating within our esports system because of the overwatch league so that is like a whole fucking one to two hour conversation Um, that I'm not willing to dive into but be careful what you wish for fucking thank you Kurt be careful what you wish for that like before you start just like wanting to tear everything down okay it's not we we don't want to become fucking woodstock of esports over here all right like let's, let's let's slow it down a little bit so I don't know maybe I'm the only one feeling that way and all three of you guys are just No, like, no I'm not no one is no one is saying
1: down. that. I simply was just putting a more balanced perspective of like, you know, there could be benefits and positives There's a lot of stuff going on that's like and I still have the optimistic hope. It's just like I'm I just wanted to balance out a little bit because it was to be honest we weren't really moderating the amount of cope that was going out for about like, <laughs> we were
0: not
3: moderating no, no, it was we, cool. moderating we, we did talk doomium for the first like 30 minutes of the yeah, show yeah, so yeah. i think i thought we were trying <laughs> to fair. counterbalance ourselves because if people would listen to plat chat at that point they were like man this shit sucks but like <laughs> the whole point of it is that it's there's there's optimizing and like i agree with you of us a part of me in my heart of heart, wants the league to just... I hope this is the last year of Overwatch League and then everything fails and then we go back to a grassroots thing. I completely agree with Johnny that we take what we have for granted of players getting paid less than 50k. There is a lot of teams that are successful and we get to do a lot of things. But a part of me wishes that we could start again and start anew where we don't have all the guardrails that we have right now that is locking us into some of this terrible situation.
1: And also conversely, if the league doesn't exist right now, do you think like the thing that Johnny said, like... We would not have rosters at all, probably, like right now. Like everyone would dropped their teams. would like fucking
0: ago. invest in us right yeah. now if it yeah. weren't for like, the Overwatch League teams? That, see, already there being there invested. are
1: there are positives. Once again, this is not supposed to be like a extended conversation. I was just proposing. I was just saying like there are some benefits we can retextualize. I think next year there's going to be some optimistic indicators, but this year is a shit show. We should not pretend it's not a shit show. We should yeah. all admit that it's a Mickey Mouse year, but we can still have fun watching it. Right, we can still have fun and have some option, partially optimistic for the future, you know. We and it, miss-
0: it, some of the, the the Mickey Mouse, you know, stuff it doesn't, you know, justify justify that being okay. So, for example, like another thing that's been pointed out, um, I, I think Yski has been tweeting about this stuff is like the 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 thirty day contracts, and you can eventually just like roll the thirty day contracts, and in that way, you're not guaranteeing like the fifty K that was promised. Like you're sort of like skirting around the rules, and he. You know that, that that's a little bit of doomium too, but he, he's like at some point it will turn into like you only sign like meta relevant players to third-day contracts, and then you just like drop and add based on like what the current meta is and stuff like that. So there's just like stuff like that, and you know, other stuff like housing, for example, and making sure that franchises are pulling their part and they're not you know, like skirting around the league, uh, skirting around the rules, stuff like that. You can still take this season to figure that stuff out and, like, put stuff in place and improving, like, improving, like, upgrading the fucking building to make sure that if Overwatch 2 turns out to be successful and if next season turns out that we're in a good spot, we have content, people are interested, PvE gets people going, you know, then we have the infrastructure in place and we've learned from our mistake to a point where we can even, like, be better off because of that and we don't have to deal with that now. So, despite of this season and what you might think of it and, you know, all the... Good things and the bad things, you know, a bit one-sided. But there are still, like, lessons to be learned from this season that, you know, hopefully we'll be, able to be better off next year anyway. So, holy fuck. Um,
4: Go next I topic, think that's huh? that. I Go think the that's topic.
0: that. <laughs> yeah. was good. All right. Good uh, derailing. That was, that was a good one-hour segment. We needed to get it off our chest. We needed to get it off our chest. Uh, I, I think everyone in the Overwatch community needs to get it off their chest. Uh, let's jump over to the New York Excelsior. All right, let's laugh at ourselves a little bit here. Um, The New York Excelsior, the day after last episodes, last Wednesday, they signed a main support finally. We ranked them 20th in our power rankings on Tuesday. Wednesday, they signed a main support. Thursday, they reverse sweep the Houston Outlaws. Uh, What a fucking turnaround for the New York Excelsior franchise. Um, They... Well, I mean, fuck, we gotta deal with the Myeongbong stuff now, don't we? Uh, but-
2: yeah. <laughs> we gotta touch on that it at least.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Bring Go. up the emote,
2: bring up the We Won emote, please. We won. <laughs> we won. Wii won. We won.
1: We <laughs> won. <laughs> we did it, guys. I mean, we didn't talk about but the Myeongbong oh. stuff in hindsight when we think about all the other things was really a minor blemish of all the other horribleness that's happened well <laughs> really he did minor... get
3: dropped through twitter like that is the but, real yes. horrible thing the graphic the doesn't is, matter but like
1: but the, I, the we're, I'm, but the thing is it's i'm saying more on the cosmic scale right like it's one thing if one person loses their job in a horrible way versus like oh yeah like by the way the league's folding So, like, I'm just saying, like, the scales are different, right? (laughs) But yes, it is. I would, I'm here. We're going to drop a couple things. We're going to drop a couple things today on this because, as someone that works very directly with multiple orgs now, I have a great insider's perspective on stuff that happens. And I'm going to also rage at online people. So, first of all, first of all, this is just my cope because, and also people keep on saying I work for Mayhem. By the way, I don't work for Mayhem. I've literally done almost negligible work with Mayhem. Just going to put that out there. Secondly, Adam's drop was not like this. <laughs> Adam was informed ahead of time that he was being cut via call before the announcement. It's just unfortunately the mayhem chose a bad strategy and did not give him his separate announcement post. They included in a series of posts. That is not equivalent to not knowing you were getting cut, then finding out you were getting cut via Twitter. <laughs> Two separate issues there. Secondly, I think a lot of, I think there was a lot of un a lot of hate that was quickly corrected towards the New York social team for this when it's clearly wasn't their fault. They were told to make a post. However, the victory graphic with Myeong-Bung
3: <laughs> is very <laughs> funny. That's that, definitely on them. Yes, <laughs> no yeah, that, that was, that was, was wasn't an actual That's thing. That's literally the real. We One emote
1: yeah. on my channel. It's Myeong-Bung is the victory graphic. Like, it's we the won. We One emote. Like, we won. Holy Fuck. That is... That's a little bit more of like, okay, maybe there should have been some oversight into what the victory graphic was because part of, if someone that's worked in that side and like seeing people working with it, it's you do want to make sure like, okay, what deliverables are going out from players have been cut, right? So like, I will say there's some warranted criticism in that for the social team, but to be fair, they got a ton of unmitigated hate for no reason for the initial post, which was by far the worst deal. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't their fault. So from the Intervirus perspective, like I think there was... One thing that wasn't their fault, and one thing that was far more minor, that kind of could have had some more oversight that they probably had a lot more direct control over. Um, But overall, holy fuck, this was bad. <laughs> I can't believe it. Oh, yeah, the other third thing, too, actually, I want to add. As someone that sees social teams and marketing teams work and has been a part of them, people were saying it was uncalled for that a player would ever, that a social team would ever know a player can drop getting before a player. But no one's considered the fact that like what happens if they have like a bunch of videos they film with the player that go out after they release them, right? Like there's all these deliverables, things you make for sponsors that get filmed that could include this player. There's all sorts of stuff that like posts, like there's all sorts of graphics, merch things, shoots that could include this player. So you have and it's to let definitely the relevant... a
2: template. That yeah. fucking We One graphic is definitely just a template. Yeah. Like
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was, but that's was something where you check. That was the the only bit of quote cor- yeah, sure. there is that you check the template, right? But the point being is that social teams sometimes have to know ahead of player time just because you have other stuff going out from your org that you've already pre-made. You've pre-constructed that are scheduled to go out. They've been scheduled to already go out. It's not like a, it's not a human being saying like, oh, hit post. It's like they've done a scheduled tweet. The tweet is going to release. like So you have to let them know ahead of time. that like, oh, wait, by the way, stop this, right? The issue there is not the social team knowing ahead of time. The issue is that it was not communicated to the player in a timely manner before they learned via tweet. That's the issue. The whole issue here was that Myeongbong did not know he was getting dropped. It was not who got informed before him. It was not everything else. Is that Myeongbong did not know he was getting dropped before the tweet was made. So that's the problem there. And that's also a failure from their comp ops team. From, I'm a, from uh, There's no way your GM and coach were not like, there has to be some sort of failure from what's going on from like gesture and Nugget. on that department like a million percent it's it's
3: most almost certainly on like the gm or the person who is handling those kind of things because the social person isn't the one being like you know oh you know let me go talk to myon bong or anything like that they are literally just told from above them this is happening this graphic needs to run on this date and they just fucking hit that they they schedule it as avar says and it goes like if the player is not told during that time it is no in no means relevant to the social media manager they're just doing their job as Avar said, though, that the graphic, they need to do their own due diligence and make sure that they adjust Probably that should shit. have double-checked that. It's a very
1: <laughs> easy mistake to make, though, right? It's a yeah. very easy mistake to make. People want to be like, they want to act like they've never made mistakes before people do, but that's something that was actually more in their control. The other player announced with Melmac was not, really. That was like, someone fucked up. That wasn't them. So
0: yeah we're, it kind of sucks as well because we, we we just had like a theoretical conversation like in a group chat or something this past week and like talking about like some of the good gms around the league and like i would have been prepared to say like nugget has like you know say say what you want about new york Excelsior, like the past couple of years but like he, he's made some sensible moves and like he's, he's done like even if New York Excelsior is disappointed this year, like I could see that then, but oh, we are going to pick up Yaki and like Flora and like, oh, we're building out a team here. And like, it hasn't been the season so far, but like, you know, I, I I still kind of like respect him. And then, you know, this kind of stuff happens and it's unfortunate, whatever it doesn't, you know, it's not this kind of issue with my It's not, you know, correlated to like roster decisions and actually like picking up head coaches and stuff like that. But it, it, it just kind of sucks for New York Excelsior, uh, staff in that regard that this kind of happened um, so a bit of a blemish we want to talk about Anson Jay and his debut in the awards league and what this means for New York Excelsior
1: <laughs> I just want to ask why do you like why do you think Nugget has stood out to you as a good game like someone you respect because I know well, people are about New York fans are about to come down upon you Jonathan really? for that take <laughs> really? yes, they hate Nugget I'm not kidding I'm not kidding I'm literally not kidding they hate Nugget Oh so, wow. I want you to justify your position for a second
0: oh wow Oh, wow. Well, obviously, I mean, they had the, 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 the good first couple of seasons, right? Uh, I, I don't uh-huh. know exactly how much uh, Nugget Which was part that. Which bare hands
1: assembled? <laughs> bare hands assembled that roster. True.
0: For I mean, part. what was it? wasn't it? was it like LW Blue? They just picked up... A- yeah, he just, just
1: picked up a good team for Korea. Yeah, Picked up
0: much. a good team. Pretty good. Um, But still, like the 2020 season, like they were moderately successful in like 2020. They weren't the best team in APAC. Obviously, like that was the Shanghai Dragons um they got third and they didn't end up making the playoffs but like they got they got third like Pint soul dynasty and shanghai dragons um for two slots going to like the top four and so yeah. you know they made the addition of like huxell to that team and like they brought in some interesting in then they rebuild and like say what you want about the rebuild you know no they didn't have the greatest results in in 2021 but still like 2022 they're like okay well we're gonna have one one good part of our team was, like, Flora, and we're going to build around him. We'll bring in Yaki. Um, at the start of the season, everyone actually talked about Kellan as one of the better, like, tank picks up, pickups going yeah. into the season. So it's unfortunate that, like, Kellan didn't, you know, hasn't really worked out this year for this team. But going into the season, like, he was pretty hyped up. People were like, this is a good pickup for this team. Um, and so the only complaint we really had about New York Excelsior going into the year was, like, the main support situation with gangnam Jin, and also they had that thing where like Kellan had to go back to korea like two weeks started the season or something like that and they had to bring in volkan it was a bit of a mess but like i don't i don't for the new york excelsior like i don't obviously they're not at that stage where like fans are like oh we're doing great you know i fucking love my team we're doing great but like you have to evaluate like general managers decisions based on you know, that the time they did it and what the, the, the money they had available and like their situation and everything with that. And I think in general, like New York Excelsior, even though they're not as successful right now as they were in 2018, 2019, they made some decisions I can understand that has led to results they didn't necessarily want, but they still made some like understandable decisions. And I, I think that's better than making fucking dumb decisions. Enough, uh, that I just want just,
1: just you to clarify yeah. because I know, I know I just want people are going to be mad. You at can you be a good
0: agents, GM so. and make respectable yeah. decisions and not be successful.
1: It happens. Fair all enough, right. Yeah. You,
0: it happens. Okay.
1: Okay. So I just wanted to clarify that. You know, I think I think that's completely valid. I think that's a completely valid point. Have, and now on soon Jay, I'm going to rant again. People were shitting on me because they're like, I can't believe you didn't rate New York. But I was like, we raided New York. They, people were shit on us, being like, "Why were they so low on New York?" As if this was filmed. What we knew they had on Soon-Jay. and they would take like the like. Sometimes I just can't like being a public figure. Like I, you know, we've talked about it before. We're like, you just got to get over it. But sometimes the takes are so papige. That I just don't understand. You going to stop reading
3: Reddit, boss, man. You got no, you, but it you, wasn't are, you. I just no, read it. it, yeah, so yeah. it yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was on Twitter, and, I and like, people are gonna come into I your chat. I, oh, them, I got bro. Dallas fans coming into my, coming into everything, but I can't believe they disrespected Dallas we'll going into this stage. He stages. hosts
0: the co-stream. He hosts the co-stream, co-stream where all the Reddit people go to hang out during all the matchups, yeah. and he has yeah, to like nurture I've... them, like they're you know. No, no, no. my
1: co-stream is a very. I would say it's much more reasonable on average. The people that are my fans. And like yeah there's a lot of just like you know, people fame and come and like we won yeah. like it's like my my it chat is like my chat is like very fun like am i the people who watch my stream and the co stream and like my other variety streams and stuff like they're all super chill it's mostly oh, it's fuck what an episode this is that want to be just mad they just want to be mad all the time and feel superior and i'm like but it doesn't even make sense you can't even feel superior we didn't know on j was it but okay enough but under j i think he's been a great player i'm really happy to his performance uh Yaki's a god, and everyone that doubted when I said he was the top like three DPS in the league,
3: uh he is like not him. a top three DPS. You shut your <laughs> you shut your he's mouth good. right now. No, he he's fucking wins one good. game and all of a sudden he's back to being the best DPS in the world. Are you fucking no, kidding me? He, next not weekend, next weekend he's gonna not decide that he sucks again. That's how Yaki Dude, plays, okay? Nice. I have fucking DPS plays in this fucking league, and you're gonna say Yaki's top three DPS? Yes! No, you are off
1: the fucking goop. I think he has the top three flex. Yes, I believe that even when Florida was shitting the bed last year. I think Yaki's incredible. I think Yaki is amazing. I've stand up. There's documented evidence of me supporting Yaki. I'll stand by it. Oh, stand my by God, it. dude. Don't wave me.
0: Dude has one good stage a year, and Avos is just forever on the copium.
1: One good stage a year—that's actually—that's so false. That's so false. You know he has
0: been fucking lights out part of the season on games.
1: Parts of the season, exactly. Parts. He's been fucking deadly every single map,
3: and he is—he's—he's he's a great player. But don't come in here and say top three flex DPS when we have some fucking incredible he's gamers three, this year. He's up yeah, no, he, he he's okay. If he you want to start towing top five and start going a little bit out of there, yeah, but, top five. Yes. all
1: right okay one what do we want to talk about new york <laughs> it's
3: <Ken's> profit <laughs> proper just top three off the top of my head
1: i think he can compete i think he's competing with those names 100 percent. yeah i'll say can make a case no i don't want to argue no, with this okay.
3: anymore <laughs> what, what is wrong. i think he's he competing
1: with those names i think he is yeah, he, I'm not you gonna think, say you
3: think name, yaki but. is just as good as kevster proper and profit
1: on flex dps quick specifically Yes, on hyperflexing, I think Kebster. I think players like Kebster and Prova beat him out because they're hyperflexes. Though,
0: so. I I want to move on because I won, I won, I don't want of take to get deconstructed. I, I want wanted yeah. to just be out there. I just that was just to, high,
1: That was just. I just want to throw that out there for all the yaki believers. Listen, we're still out there, yaki believers. We're still <laughs> out there. I I just we're want the yaki
0: there. yaki top three argument. I want it to be like a balloon that like a kid let go of. Like you just let it go and it just flies up into the air and just leave the balloon be. Like I that's that's. That's your top three take for me. Just leave it be. It'll fly around. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, the New York Excelsior. I mean, they reverse with the Houston Outlaws, Popium. They lose 3-1 to the Dallas Fuel, which Dallas Fuel would look really good, good in this meta. Yeah. yeah. But New York Excelsior? Nugget, what was he thinking? <laughs>
4: <laughs> 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 they look good. Uh, yeah yeah, yeah. They look it's good. funny when they look really uh, good. you get a
2: main support that's uh pretty sick and
3: you get so, Jin it. to play flex support or at least yes. like play his the yes. role yes. that he's supposed to Long play like yes yeah it's like it's literally the they just are playing all their players on their best heroes and in their best roles and just plot twist they're good at the game uh so it's
1: crazy
2: it's funny I, like looking back obviously hindsight hem and shit but Every team signing double, triple fucking flex support. And then we roll around to a main support meta. Or like someone that has to play Lucio. It's ironic. Dear fucking lord. Like some teams look abysmal without a good Lucio.
0: Yeah. So they are playing Vancouver Titans this coming week. Going to, be a, going to be a great game. I
2: mean, they fucking win that.
0: Yeah. Then they play the San Francisco Shock. Oof. W- but they then they have that. Paris Eternal, Florida Mayhem, Toronto Defiant. They're going um, oh, they're
2: and, gonna make it. They go in are going They don't
0: play Toronto. Sorry. They play going, Florida. Yeah, Atlanta, play Toronto, Florida. Toronto,
2: yeah.
0: yeah. That's that's
3: make well, that's makeable. That's what Pretty that's like yeah? almost guaranteed yeah. three and three. They can go four and two.
0: Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say that. I w- you know New York Excelsior against Florida, Toronto, Paris, the new Paris, mind you. That there's it's still gonna be close. But they look good enough to compete with those teams. And shock,
2: uh, dude. Watch this. They're gonna give them their first loss the season. Watch this.
0: It's actually going to be crucial come the uh, Summer Showdown tournament and, like, getting an extra league point, if possible, in, like, the lower bracket or stuff like that that contributes to, like, play-ins or, like, actually making the playoffs. So, I'm not not counting New York Excelsior out. Call me crazy. Yaki is a freak. Maybe not top three, but he's a freak. And they have a main support now.
1: Also, Kellen looks actually pretty good. Very good at Kellen looks good. Kellen looks so much better in this meta than he has in the past. So, I mean, some of the promise of Kellen coming out, like... It's, it's just incredible what happens when you just have a team that makes sense. When your team roles just make sense, it's just it's literally incredible. Also, it kind of gets lucky because you have Yaki and a Genji meta. Um, so, you know, I think there's a bit of luck involved with, like, we have a hard Genji meta and Yaki gets to play it. Because, let's be honest, there are definitely times New York probably should have lost these matches they played. But Yaki just pulled out some of the most ridiculous carrying that we've seen. So, yeah. like, proper level carrying. Let's be honest. Let's say it
3: yeah I'll, I'll see you next stage for his next one match that he pops off
0: <laughs> ah that's right <laughs> i uh i also would just love the idea um if if gesture was like a coach behind the new York excelsior and a sustained goats like meta that they just made them succeed obviously it, it's probably not gesture it's probably like undyne or someone who's like the interim head coach or whatever i just love the idea of gesture i want i want gesture to succeed uh, well coach. this is I'm the, the, the literally definition up, of
1: gesture success like path, right? It's like, be mediocre to bad, most of the stages, meta goes in your favor, pop the fuck off. Yeah. This exactly. is like, this is literally Gesture's been playing on this, he's been in the lab, you didn't understand this, he's been working with Team 4 for this <laughs> one.
0: Uh, so yeah, they're looking good, uh, and I think we'll predict their match later as well. Um, it's just good to see this franchise at least get a little bit of hopium after last year, when we were literally their, like their, their 20th, uh, for good reason, by the way, but they turned their uh, season around. Now, Going to another clown fiesta. A bit of a clusterfuck. Uh, and some players being uh, apparently upset on social media. The Houston Outlaws. They signed two new players. Doge and Lep. Uh, for this roster. But then they drop Piggy. They dropped Piggy as well. And the Houston Outlaws players. They are not happy about this. Uh, there were Edge. some tweets from Pelican for example. Uh, saying. What was it? Uh, take a he's break, like, after and then I'll see year, you I'm at the end of the season. Or yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm out soon. Uh, not great if you're a Houston Outlaws fan. Uh, was that a mistake to drop Piggy? I can't believe it. Yeah, I can't be agree. happy without Piggy. Fuck, GG Pelican tweets.
3: Yeah, it's it's that very
0: sad.
3: it was is sad. Like Piggy hasn't performed that well this year, but he's also just been like overshadowed because they've only played Doomfist. So I don't feel like he's really been given his muscles to flex and he actually looked pretty good towards the end of the mid madness right like even on the winston and stuff like he was having some good moments um but yeah i i would be worried for the houston outlaws as i feel like it does feel like they're moving much more towards a western roster the fact that they signed doge and lep as well like obviously like european um but like and Pelican being upset about it. Merritt being upset about it. All these players speaking out. Like, I know I would be more worried for my spot if I was one of the Korean players on the Houston Outlaws when you have a player like Piggy who just gets kind of pushed out by, like, at the drop of a hat. So, I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens with them. I'm excited for Doge and Lep. You know, Doge played the Junker Queen in their first match. Looked pretty solid. Uh, I think Dante is the better option on that hero uh, that we saw from them in the second map. Uh, but LeP I think had a great performance on the Lucio as well. So I think they'll both be good additions, and it sort of gives them a lot of freedom to play other heroes. Fill in the holes.
1: Yeah, filling the holes. I, I think mean. it's unfortunate for Piggy. This is a situation where like you actually, it's tough to it's tough to win because I think Custa had the right. Piggy was looking better. It's just the reality of the current overall 2 situation is you have to like pick someone and run with them. Dante's had more playtime overall. And to be fair, Dante's just kind of a freak. Like when you're watching him play, he's good. Mm-hmm. He's really good. Good player. And sometimes you just lose your spot to a DPS player that has like just a slightly more flexibility. And also on top of that, like his playstyle seems to gel a lot better than Piggy's playstyle. I think Piggy uh had a lot to learn about like how to play the different tippos of the game and like how to be aggressive, like especially like on the main tank positions. While Dante seems to just have a clear understanding of like whichever better they're playing so far. Um So it's tough though, because your roster is clearly submitted around that Pelican went there for piggy, right? was like the news Was like Pelican was like made the choice to go to Houston because piggy was there. So this is like one of these roster moving things where like, you're just, there's, there's no winning because piggy doesn't have a place in this team currently is not going to get the play time. But one of your players, like, they just like are such a lovable player that your roster wants to be with them. Right. They're, they're essentially called like, um, they're like locker room players, you know, they're like those, the, the locker room type of players are like the players you want to have in your team because they're good for the squad mental. But they're just not, like, who knows? Is Piggy even happy being perma-benched? Probably not. Like, no player generally enjoys being perma-benched. Like, sure, it's fun for a time to be like, oh, I'm getting free money. But then you realize like, oh, wait, my limbs are atrophying and my career is dying. So, like, I don't know. It's a tough situation, but Outlaws, I think, probably made the right move. I think it's unfortunate it picked up Doge when it seems like Dante's just might be better and doesn't have to pay on ping. Either, um, which is pretty big, and Lep, I think has always been a very solid main sport player. So I, I'm pretty happy with the direction Outlaws have gone. Uh, I think the is a good iteration for this team overall.
0: Yeah, I I want on the Piggy note like the the players being upset about Piggy uh, obviously being dropped by the team. It's like it sucks. He he's like a good friend of yours, but I guess as a former competitor, that's where like I I I. I don't completely like understand being. Maybe that says more about me than the other guys, but like being that attached to like be, being on the same team as like one of your great friends, because the Houston Outlaws, like they're they're not like an elite team like the San Francisco Shock and the like that is, but they're a good team. Like they're a good team this season. They have good players, and it feels like they're always like just like grasping at like the elite kind of position as a team, like being able to compete with some of those better uh, teams because they have the talent. Merit has been look. Like, looked insane as the seasons progressed. Pelican is obviously, like, a role-star kind of player. And Dante, he's been good on the Doomfist, and now he's good on Jungle Queen, and, you know, Ears as well. Like, this is a good franchise with, like, good prospects. And so I I, I sort of worry, I suppose, that players like Pelican. And again, like, maybe I'm just emotionally, like, cold. But I, I'm like, I wouldn't be willing to, like, <laughs> throw this... I wouldn't be willing to throw this opportunity away as a team because, like, you wanted to play with... A good friend of yours am if i if you don't agree with the decision that way if you don't agree like they probably believe that piggy
3: is a better player than obviously whatever the houston outlaws coaching staff believe it is if they generally think that like maybe piggy got the shorthand of the sick like i know i would be worried if like i respected a player right like i'm on a team i respect one of my teammates i think he's a great player but he's not playing because of xyz situation and then all of a sudden they're just like we're just going to drop him that would make me more afraid for my own career of, like, well, I could get dropped at any moment. They've shown a willingness that all I have to do is have one or two bad stages, or maybe I just like the meta is not good for my role. And then all of a sudden, they, they're not willing to invest in the resources of staying with me, right? Um, because obviously, Piggy did great things for them last year, remember? So it's like, it's kind of like they forgot that moment and
0: just sort of dropped him on a whim.
3: Well,
0: um, I- yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, as a player, you'll think of it differently. But, like, uh, thinking as a GM, like, you know. As a GM, it makes all, sense. You know,
3: yeah.
2: so I think that's actually quite an interesting topic, Johnny, that you brought up. Um, the You you know, you feel a little bit, a bit, bit stone cold compared to, like, if you look at Korean esports as a whole, compared to, like, the West and how it's traditionally been done. And this is, hmm, I, I think, the the gap and the kind of, the bridge has been made at this point where like team houses and whatnot but like traditionally in like korean esports going back even before I've watched like team houses were like a massive thing we're talking like brood war like starcraft like the, all the korean players playing for these specific teams were in team houses and that's why that's one of the reasons why they were so good at like starcraft league of legends like way back in the day because they had this team house environment so i i completely understand um pelicans like attachment in that way to piggy like being one of like there's obviously super close friends like best friends potentially you know so i definitely get it i a hundred percent understand because this has been historically a thing that's happened in korean esports for a long time whereas like yeah you johnny maybe obviously um in europe not so much like a team house wasn't really a thing back then because fucking europe exists and you play from every single fucking country and it's impossible to get uh, all the players in the same uh same environment same team house so i get it i i, I do understand well i can't speak to that first i also I also my
0: last team i got brutally cut and i was like i can't believe they did that why would they do that
2: <laughs> so, yeah. Well, there you go. yeah yeah actually why they cut me i was good well, like, so. it, it's way it's way more like culturally um relevant i think for Korean players to have that kind of like team house environment obviously Pelican and Piggy weren't in their fucking brood war like old League of Legends days and shit like that but um I think it's worth keeping in mind uh for and, like Pelican's kind of take on this for, for sure
0: yeah to be clear I'm not asking Pelican to be, be like sorry you suck obviously but I'm lots. just giving like a, a different I'm, kind of perspective I'm not saying that yeah yeah, um, yeah.
2: It's, it's definitely like I think there's a little bit of a cultural thing in there too Um just without the team houses and just how Korean teams end up playing like League and uh, Overwatch. So Yeah.
0: Um, All right. We'll see how the Houston Outlaws, they develop with Doge and Lep. That's part of their roster, even though Dante's uh, playing some. We wanted to uh, steal some content real quick from the Tactical Crouch guys. Uh, Yeska's reporting. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeska's reporting of this very interesting budget tier list uh, that basically he um, talked to a bunch of different people around the League who anonymously um uh, submitted like answers to like who they think like they, I think they submitted like their own tier list of how they actually thought like the finances around the league were actually distributed in terms of like what teams are spending the most money and which teams are spending the least amount of money um and what does this look like when you put together a list uh with different tiers uh so this is the final list that uh Iska reported uh the overall league budget tier list twenty twenty two so in the s tier We have the LA Gladiators, Toronto Defiant, San Francisco Shock, and the Dallas Fuel. In the A tier, we have Atlanta Rain and the Houston Outlaws, sort of like the runner-ups to the elite teams. B, the B tier, we have Washington Justice. In the C tier, New York Excelsior, Boston Uprising, Vancouver Titans. In the D tier, Florida Mayhem and London Spitfire. And last, by themselves, in E tier, it's the Paris Eternal. So it's it's kind of funny when you look at this rankings and it actually also like reflects itself in the standings, funnily enough, for the most part. Um, but there are a few teams that definitely stand out in this list.
3: Yeah, for me, like the big... like I was actually talking to... I can't remember who it was. I think it might have been Matt about it of like the league would be a lot more interesting if we knew how much teams spent on their budget because it would be a big storyline because we obviously talk about, you know... The Paris Eternal suck, right? Like they're just not very good there, that kind of stuff. But if you can relate it, like especially when you consider last year when they went eight and eight, it's kind of what the London Spitfire are doing this year. What they're accomplishing with the size of their budget is incredible. And you need to commend that and respect that because they've built something out of very little. And then you compare that to a team like the Toronto Defiant, who has a very middling team but they are one of the highest spenders. So you're like, you can talk about, they are essentially underperforming this season, even if they are middling. So it goes back and forth. I think Toronto Defiant is, I was surprised that they spent that much and that Washington was in the B tier. I would have expected Washington to be closer towards A&S, but a vast sort of hit on that where their backline doesn't really have a lot of big spenders in there at all.
1: Yeah, and also it's separated by years. The narrative of Justice being really expensive was started... From their first two years of competition, and then their budget priorities changed, right so like the first two years, the bucks they were offering were kind of crazy they were it was ridiculous the money they were spending and then they calmed down they became much more reasonable, but they still have players on that have good salaries like comparatively most of the league, and they have players that are on much more reasonable salaries you know so like and pre himself has talked about this too on his own streams. It's just the problem is, is that pre has like two stream followers so it's like tough to get that information out there right at times um so like uh, only like the one that the dedicated justice heads out there are watching like shout out to I, I think the one the one i keep on getting is comrade Hines. i think comrade Hines. i think shout out to, to that person so overall um i think this is pretty accurate across the board i based on my own perspective and um oh, i, I and think this Vancouver is
2: thank you to be switched I don't know. No. No, I don't think so. <laughs> okay. Well, you have more insight than me on that, but yeah, I, I mean, so. that, that's, um, yeah, that's... I think barred. this is
1: about accurate. <laughs> Titans opened up some checkbooks in the offseason, according he to... He did,
2: yeah. People.
1: So, right. like,
3: Think about the players I, they acquired in the offseason. Like yeah. They, 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 they ice were ice ice. definitely bidding against other people in the offseason uh, for some of these players.
1: Yeah, Yeah. I think it's a pretty good list. I think it's pretty impressive uh, across the board. I think, honestly, the crazy thing to me is New York as well. Think about New York, If they just had, if they didn't have like five players, they would essentially, if we'd extended the roster to a reasonable amount, because Kuki was like a player, like essentially a player coach was the rumor for them, right? Was like, if they had actually had like a reasonable amount of roster, like players on the roster versus essentially five and they kept this budget, they probably would be closer to the B tier to, or maybe even the A tier in terms of like the extended budget. But because they had so few players on the roster, the money was just so concentrated that it was essentially like C tier, I think, because of like they just didn't have that many players they were spending money on um, and like their overall like overall organizational spending. So I do think by far the most interesting ones to me still are just like Defiant. I think Defiant is <laughs> the most interesting one because they're like it's they're just dropping bags and they just can't win. Like, they can do all right, but they just can't win. Like, I'm pretty sure Cho'Rong is worth, like, the entirety of the Paris Eternal.
3: Yeah, it, I've <laughs> I've heard I've heard that rumor as well, is that Cho'Rong collected a bag um, for yeah, this season. Yeah. He was one of the most hyped main support rookies coming into the season, so he deserved that bag. But, yeah, Toronto has not been able to convert that to, like, actual wins. Twilight. They might make their own land, though. They're 2-0, cool. baby. They might
1: make their own land, which I'm like, I remember I was begging in the previous episode, like, please, Toronto Final, please make <laughs> your own land because you're spending so much money, please. So, they like, were a
0: king pulse bomb away from maybe losing to the Vancouver Titans so yeah. it, it, it but then they, cr-
1: they they crushed the, the rain I think they were pretty yeah. dominant against the rain. yeah so.
0: and we'll talk more about the rain in just a little bit here on the show uh, yeah it's a nice little budget tier list segment uh, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll return and we'll recap week one of the Summer show on qualification matches we'll talk a bunch about Jungle Queen it's going to be great so stay tuned here on YouTube and Twitch a little bit and we'll be right back and someone will talk, maybe. I don't know.
2: Uh, I'll, be I'll be here for a, a second. Hello, chat. Yeah, eating carrots right now.
1: Love carrots.
2: Thanks for watching the show. It's been a long one. Might be the. Are they
1: just uh, regular carrots, Kurt, or like what type of carrots you talking baby about? Carrots? Just, like, nice baby blood. carrots. Baby carrots with
2: carrot. hummus. Oh, I do love baby carrots with hummus. Quite tasty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: That's
3: quite good. Uh, Avast, I had someone tweet at me saying, I'm sorry, but Yaki three greater signs profit.
1: Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I don't know
3: what you've been fucking distributing in your fucking Twitch co streams, but this shit Let's is not go. okay,
1: dude. I'm telling you, man. Yaki, now I will to be fair top three in this i think the top three argument was more so for like last year not i don't think it pay, pans out as well this year because it got proper <laughs> how do you say but, Yaki's
3: a top three flexible when their team like was lost in the west you think he was just again, that much better than his team I,
1: I i just i think he was always been that much better than his team like he's just been a standout player here in new york he's still having performances that are like remember he's fucking owning like the fuel you know in this meta like he's doing like He's having and also previously when Florida was like good, he was destroying. You know, like he's a great player. He's one of those players that looks good on a variety, like across. He's been he looked incredible on terrible rosters, like not terrible rosters and like the bad players, but terrible roster trips of how they performed. And he's looked amazing on rosters looking good.
3: You have to agree that he's inconsistent. Like he, yeah, I agree he has those crazy performances even on bad rosters and stuff like that, but I feel like sometimes he just doesn't show up or he gets punished. Cuz he's a dumb aggressive player, right? Like he just fucking no. goes. But and sometimes think, he gets punished and, think, and he doesn't pull back.
1: I agree. I think this year because of the overall elevation of the flex DPS um power, I think especially with like players like Proper coming into the league it's hard to put him like in the top three anymore, but I would still definitely rate him in the top five in terms of his overall mechanics. Yeah, the thing as, is as like... A, as a pure just... flex DPS, behind you, because also thinking about when you compare to players like Kevster, Kevster gets extra points, not just for performance, but he's also oh. like a hyperflex, right? Yaki's not yeah. really a hyperflex.
3: I just like, I just don't think I can do it. Like I've obviously said those three, but then you could talk about like Pelican. And then you talk about like we now have Alpha Yi and Zest, who I think probably have the same, if not better, Genji mechanics than Yaki and stuff like that. And they're also both very good at Tracer. Then we we're not even talking about Fleta. Fleta's fallen off a little bit this season, but like I just think there's there's a lot uh, of great players, you know. But I just
1: really do believe in Yaki. I think you just really I can name all
3: those players, and you can still tell me you believe in Yaki. But
1: that's the thing. This year is hard. This year is honestly harder because, like you said, the addition of like Alpha Yi and Proper and stuff and Zest. Like there have been a lot of really good players that i've entered but at the end of the day i've seen a lot of history of yaki being incredible now i don't know if he'll own the top three <laughs> <anymore>. <laughs> to be fair i don't know if he owns the top three spot anymore in the current iteration of the league but i would definitely fight for him to be in the top five because so uh,
3: okay. well my my magic is over one second i'm gonna get some water. We had
2: a shout I'm out, talking shout about out the... Kurt's carrots and hummus shout out yep Shout carrots, out to carrots the and, carrots and Really good. Really, really good. Dude, what you should we try? Got?
1: Oh, yeah. try the a, Yeah, what's
2: the hummus? Uh, red pepper. Well, well or, no, sun dried tomato delicious. and basil. Oh, also good. He does it again. Really good. Cut. We're friends again. Wait, were we not friends at some point? <laughs> i forgot to tell you we we're friends uh, well it's good to be friends oh, yeah no we all had we
1: all actually had the incident we had we all had an incident we yeah, had a falling the incident. Now we're pretty, yeah, yeah we, the
2: incident. no one on the valorant chose talking to connor anymore yeah no oh, oh, even cool. though i just
1: even though i appeared in one of the our first episode back they wouldn't talk to me in between like i showed up for pre-production they wouldn't talk to me afterwards they would they would just have a conversation i'd be sitting there they wouldn't, they wouldn't so talk, but they'd only let me they'd so only sad. farm me for content in the episode that was it
2: Just like Johnny on his last
1: team, that is so sad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tens
2: just got engaged. No, he didn't. He didn't just get
1: engaged. He's been engaged for eight months, Kurt. That's misinformation. I gotta read the post.
2: I didn't read the post. I just saw the picture. Okay.
1: Yeah, he's been. He's been. They've been secretly engaged for eight months because it would have affected his mouse sales. So. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's so
2: stupid. Yeah, that's true.
1: He didn't want. He didn't want the, the all the single women that were purchasing Tens mice. No, it was engaged. Um, I've never tried yeah. a super light.
2: I kind of want to, but they're wired, right? Then a wireless. I can't I live have without a, a wireless mouse nowadays. I have an nowadays. Ultra Light
0: Pro, I think, like the sunset no, the,
2: edition or something.
0: Is it this you're talking oh, about?
2: Uh, is that the, yeah, yeah? Those are they? I don't, I don't. Dude, okay. It's so don't small. Really, like my my hands I really when I use this, this
0: thing, it's it it it's, Johnny, it's crazy. I
2: mean, you fair, your like hands are pretty eight, big. <laughs> yeah, and your yeah. hands are pretty large. Yeah.
0: I I don't, I don't even like I don't even like hold the mouse. I just like push it around with my fingers.
2: Yeah, I don't really. Uh, I don't get the super light. Um, although I've never used one, so maybe I maybe I'd pop off more.
0: I could never go back to uh, to a heavier mouse. I never go really? Back. No, I just I just can't. They they feel heavy. It's weird. They're like hundred grams, but I'm like, Ugh! I
2: have a G nine oh three. I just can't do without the wireless anymore, man. I just can't do it. Let's do a mouse
1: review for the next hour.
2: We'll review hey, i
1: time. i
0: believe that people like this kind of content they do
1: people, they do people, i'm people a g pro user it. now i'm a g pro user
2: so. when this breaks i'm going to a g pro the wireless one yeah. the little uh g pro, yeah. g
1: pro pounds i will admit so i was stuck in my boomer ways in 2018 i remember i showed up at the overwatch league the boston practice room and i still had my wired mouse and i saw Stryker striker pull out like the g i think it was the g903 maybe and i was like wait a minute like
2: that's Then everyone,
1: that's when everyone, I think 2018 was around the era when they really, everyone started to adopt it. And I was like, wait, wireless mouse yeah. like, cause I was still afraid. I was afraid of technology. I was in my cave wearing my like saber-tooth loincloth. And I saw, I was like the wired mouse is the only way to go. The input lag. And then the wireless mouse might started getting really good. It's like zero yeah.
2: input lag. Yeah. yeah. Technology is good, man. It's
1: it, good stuff. Well, what's, what's next, Johnny, huh?
2: Do you think,
0: do you think D-Pay pays for the accessories too for the micro-retons? <laughs> for- <laughs>
1: I'm not sure. I'm All not right. sure. Uh, good
0: question. Anyway, let's get to some gameplay related stuff. And I purposely let that conversation go on because I wanted Costa to return. Because Costa, he is one of the most vocal, passionate, hate. emotional people about this meta, the, the spot we're in right now, uh, whether it's good or bad. Uh, the Jotes meta! It, the nerves didn't matter! Who would have thought? Here we are, 99% rate, pick rate all weekend long. And, you know, Floribarium, they play some double flex support. London played Reinhardt for like one map and then they play a little bit of Bastion, but 99% pick rate!
2: Jotes. Hooray! What a... Yeah. Who'd it's... have thought giving your team a miniature Rally was, uh, or a miniature beat was a, a cool, cool... Well, it's game. better than Rally. Because it's, on a, of it,
4: yeah, yeah, because it's on it a, it's on, a cool on like down. a what 11 second
3: cooldown and it gives you speed boost yeah, to the entire cool. team. Like, there's just, it's just every, t- the first time anyone saw the commanding shout, literally everyone was like, <laughs> was like This, this we is a problem. Said right <laughs> here. Yeah, like we said it right here. It's like commanding shout is a problem. You are going, if yeah. you leave this in, it is going to dominate the meta because it is literally like they learned nothing from Brig where you're providing instant value of that incentivizes you to play as a five-man unit. And when you stack that with on Brig, people talk that like, oh, why don't you play Wrecking Ball? Why don't you play these heroes to deal with it? You cannot get through all the sustainability that the composition has. So they just stay as five and you just win the game. As soon as we started playing Watchpoint Gibraltar and Dorado in Owl, and people were still playing Junker Queen, that's when you knew it was over. So they need to change Junker Queen in a function that she should not provide over health to the rest of our team my my opinions of the uh buff is she should get she should shield herself and she should give healing to people around her so if they are low like give everyone 50 health around you or something like that and the speed boost if you want to keep that i think that's a much more reasonable thing you're not going to buff everyone into fucking existence um and
2: then I maybe the, i think the healing's too much just just give yourself over shield and or overhealth and then speed and that is it maybe. Like, as that I said,
0: Ultimate yeah,
2: Yeah, like you can do that. That's fine with me. Like
3: I, that might potentially make a uh, like bad, but I think what my fear. Hey, shut <laughs> up...
2: No, delete the tweet. Go back. No, cut. Get the tweet <laughs> off yeah. the screen. Get it off the screen. Get it off the screen. No one looks. See no you in we, everybody... everybody... how... no, 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 a week, Jack. Jack, we're a weekend. What's that? We no. got no. it. It's only five days. <laughs> it hasn't even be been fair. a week. I did fucking text you. I was like, okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I know it's all
3: that fucking text. These things, the Hang issue on.
2: is sorry before
3: i think yeah. the issue is we need a patch between stage three and stage four this is going to be a shit stage because we're going to get like four weeks in people are going to realize they don't want to watch this anymore people are already doing this but this stage is, a, is going to be this like they just buckle in this is going to be our lives uh Avru said to me yesterday that apparently in apac in the scrim Bucks exchange they are playing the exact same thing so it's not even like apac is going to come in and reinvent the wheel um but there needs to be a patch between stage three and four, but we know there is no beta three coming. So it would have to be an exclusive Overwatch League patch that the developers would have to produce while we are so close to a world release. So we'll see.
0: Yeah. I have, for competitive, competitive integrity reasons, obviously you can't like, patch her now. At at the same time, it would be the same for all teams if you just, like, snapped your fingers and, like, suddenly all 20 teams, like, you're playing under new circumstances, we nerfed, we did some small changes to Drunken Queen. And maybe that would be the best thing to do. But I've also been told that it's not as easy to just, like, flip a light switch and just, like, fucking open Overwatch.exe with notepad and just, like, change the value from 100 to 50. Like, it's not that easy. Like, you can't just, like... You can't just, in a single hour, just, like, modify... Overwatch League patch and then like implement it and you're all golden like that shit takes time and I don't mean like a day I don't mean two days I mean like that takes time and so with this week one over like by the time you'd implement those changes in with a new patch that wouldn't have a bunch of new fucking bugs because that's how video games work like it at that point would be so far along the stage that there would be no fair way to implement said changes. And it it, it just fucked up the stage even more, in my opinion. So I'm at the point where I'm like, I completely agree with Costa. there has to be a patch between uh, stage three and stage four. And I feel like we're going to get one. I feel like we're going to, I, I, don't, I don't see a world in where like, I feel like part of the, like what led to the long duration of Ghost even was like the developers were like, well, they'll figure it out. Like ultimately, They will figure it out but from just like vibing around the league it feels like everyone recognizes that this is a suboptimal meta and i don't think that anyone wants this i don't i don't think that you know if i have to guess clarify i don't i don't know anything i don't know any insider information here I'm not guessing that, like, the devs are like, oh, this fucking rules. I fucking love this. <laughs> I, we're seeing Junker Queen on every single map, and, like, there's 99%... Pers- I don't think they love that, so... Well,
2: I th- I, I think they're there at least that- a little bit happy, because the new hero is getting playtime. The hero's getting playtime, uh, yeah,
0: sure, from a business standpoint, like, maybe the marketing team is, like, fucking will sell skins, just, like, throwing them on. Uh,
1: yes, but... but the game that no one can play yet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, Isn't but that? it, it you know, for future hero releases, it's... It, it proves the concept that, like, buffing... Yeah, never, never mind. Let's move on. Fucking you threw me off um sorry. i don't think people are too thrilled about this either so i i i here i come spreading hopium again i would expect a patch between stage three and stage four like I don't, I don't i don't i just don't see it i'm sorry i can't join hear you in that me out. no that no hear me out okay
3: out. no here's here's what i want here's my hopium that i hope they go for i hope that stage four is played on the release patch that That's not happening. It's not happening. I but hey, fucking not give not it to happening. me, Johnny. Just fucking give me the release patch, okay? Give I us mean, the new hero. Announce me. the new hero, and then you tease it with the Overwatch League and all that kind You're of shit. You're
0: going been... from this Mickey Mouse season to we'll get the release patch early. Before just, all the because because, in because the here's world, the thing: Overwatch, the Overwatch two league.
3: releases in the middle of stage four. So what are they going to do? Are we going to play the entirety of stage four without the new hero when they release the new hero in the it's middle of the fucking so season? That sounds fucked up. And then if that doesn't happen then we're going to get a fucking playoff patch with a new hero and we know that they don't know how to balance a new hero because of where we are right now so the new support hero is probably going to be able to fucking blink to the other side of the map kill the entire opposition team while healing your team to full at this point so like i would like them to be able to test it a little bit with the overwatch league that's my hopium we'll
2: see
1: All
3: right.
2: it's reasonable <laughs> we'll see. <Yeah>. We'll see. <laughs> i mean like it's
1: i mean honestly like I think I, I I have a hard time believing they're going to give Overwatch League like a pat the release patch, but at the same time, I'm kind of shocked that we got like the beta for this year. So, like, i, Dude, I don't know. is like, done
3: with Overwatch, he's just, <laughs> uh, he's just like, you know what, anything is a cr- just, I don't believe in I mean, anything.
1: I, mean, I it's, it's gonna be one of the two, and if they end up doing like the Fox Hero girl comes out or whatever, like, and we get that for the playoff stage you know i mean like okay like let's do it let's see like you know like hey. I, I like you know I, I, I the thing is it's not Doomium. it's acceptium it's acceptium. just acceptium <laughs> it's just it's just i'm just i'm just completely i i i, I don't want to be in. mad. you can't be you accept it you know all my hope is transferred to the fall next year all my hope's transferred to the next year uh, i think but i will say i i think there actually is a positive spin for this particular meta I don't think it's as boring to watch as it was at Contenders. I find this meta to be, from what I saw at Contenders, it didn't feel like I ever got to see like very integral or like interesting, like consistent DPS moments. Um, I get to see that a lot more now, watching because of the caliber of players. Like the caliber of the players on DPS are so high that it gives the Houston
0: like, match was genuinely entertaining. It's oh, oh, yeah, because like, it's naturally close, but also the, the gameplay was pretty cool.
1: And when I'm watching like Fuel New York and I'm watching Yaki get like 4Ks and like just like get yeah. crazy picks. Oh my God, Yaki again. Stop it, stop it. People are already coming for me. They're already coming for me for the Yaki thing. I've already walked it back in the break. To... Okay, whatever. But the point being is to me, the meta feels a little bit more fun to watch because it contenders just because the level, the... like there are still great players in contenders, obviously, and people from contenders go to Overwatch League, but the people generally grow. Like, they get the Overwatching, they continue to improve because they're playing better players. Uh, but I'm seeing the Overwatch, like, the top tier Overwatching DPS, and it gives me hope that, like, okay, I can still see some cool moments happen. I can see some cool headshots. I can see, like, Genji players dashing through. Like, when I get to watch Spark play soon, maybe I will get to see Alfie and Shy still, like, pop the fuck off, right? Um, so, it's not as bad in some aspects as I thought it was going to be. It is, however, worse in some aspects because on some maps and contenders they were playing, like, Dive still, like Gibraltar, that has vanished. That does not exist anymore. But also consider this: Florida Bay and playing double (laughs) flexible. Consider
3: that (laughs) and getting Uh, absolutely dumpstered by the Dallas Fuel. Was it Dallas Fuel? Consider that one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they had some moments here and there. They they had some moments, but yeah, I think overall, like it has both, it's more positive in some ways and more negative in others.
0: Yeah, so I, I tweeted that out as well. I was just like, I like this better than Goats, because you're, like, Junker Queen is genuinely like a cool hero. Like, she swings a fucking axe and she charges in with Rampage and it's and cool. And the knives are wicked, like, it looks good. The, the, the knife is knife cool, like and an Aaron like Aaron. pulling people and like shotgunning them and then you combine that with like Sojourn and like Genji Blades. This is more exciting than Goats. And I realized that double AOE healing with like Rally and Sound Barrier and like that's not great the support situation is not great but you still have some like mechanical skill damage player moments which i prefer much more than fucking ryan or diva Braid, lucio or whatever a goat but i still want it to be over and i still want the match to be balanced <laughs> you know i don't want to see this fucking 99 percent of the time but i can manage it for a stage at least i can manage it for a stage. the the biggest problem with this meta in my opinion as a viewer and as an analyst that actually actually like, had to break down the gameplay and actually had to like make player assessments and then provide that to the viewer. I can't tell what the fuck is going on half the time and why yeah. some teams are beating some other teams and whether some teams or players are outplaying other players because so something that I pointed out and noticed during the meta, is like, There are four close-range characters in this meta. So not only do you have Junker Queen, like, literally in the face of the enemy team, swinging, like, her axe and, like, trying to pump shotgun uh, shots into the enemy team, you have a Genji dashing in and literally, like, sitting, like, in the face of support players. And then you have a Lucio, who's, like, on the walls right next to the enemy Junker Queen and, like, booping people. And then you have a Brig who's trying to swing her flame. There is no, like, long-range, wide perspective whatsoever. It's literally just... 10 players right next to each other just bashing their heads in and there's no way to tell like actually like the individual skill going on or like the ability usage because it's just a clown fiesta there's just colors going on like i'm having to track like the shouts based on like the player health bars at the same time that I'm watching like a Genji Blade and I'm trying to assess whether a Junker Queen is good or bad, but like, I can't. Like, how do you want me to assess whether one Junker Queen is better than the other, when I'm just watching like a Genji Dragonblade POB? And then it's like, well, do you want fucking bumper cars spectator, which is like free cam and just see like people like bump around it into each other? It's, it's the biggest complaint with this meta is that it's just so fucking hard to say why some teams are better than others, whether your team is good, whether this player is good or bad. And it just leads to like a confusing viewer experience that I don't think anyone enjoys.
2: I will say two things. You're right, Johnny. And the two and a half minute stall for shock on Colosseum oh, when no yeah. one died, that shit was the funniest shit I've ever seen. I think, honestly, I'm so glad I casted that fucking game. Because <laughs> <laughs> casting a fucking Valorant match within Overwatch, I think Frogger had a good tweet about it but like it was just 2 sojourns looking at each other just charging it up Raul for 20, and 20 kills, seconds bro. and then that was taking a shot funny as fuck honestly i mean it, yeah i don't know It was really funny i will say johnny on your point um i do agree uh like tracking the tracking the shouts is quite a funny thing because uh, this is from like a play-by-play perspective um normally it's, uh, it's this is especially true in Overwatch. Oh, here you go! Holy shit, new Valorant <laughs> update! Two uh, two minutes and forty seconds of like, <laughs> dude, it was so funny. It, I, yeah. Look at this shit! I've never seen this in Overwatch. I know, no, I've never seen, it. seen it, this. Is this is the first
3: time I've ever seen such a snail bit. Yeah,
2: yeah. I think this is. It has to have been the longest time without a killer in. Because they're in not Overwatch, even charging uh, alts. It's, it's not
3: like they're history. just charging an nano, Like someone's no, taking they taking damage to charge the Ana. It's nano. two waiting
2: for each other to to get a headshot. What? But my pivot pay point was it's sometimes it, back in overwatch one it was it was quite easy right and in overwatch two uh, it has been recently quite easily apart from this meta to tell when someone is going to die or like tell what team is kind of leading the tempo right now. yeah the momentum if, like, is way more I'm, obvious yeah it's way more obvious and like i play the fucking game, thousands of fucking hours in overwatch right so it's very easy for me to tell and that's one of the benefits um i think for myself and one of the reasons why i love to just fucking grind the game is because i can tell moments within the game in my play play like when the tempo is going to shift it's very different this meta because if i don't mentally track like two junker queen shouts and like have like a mental timer in my head of like okay when's the next shout going to come up are they going to go for a big engage and kind of set myself up in a team fight, to talk about a player and then talk about something else, and like maybe a killer's is coming through, but then a shout comes to him, like "fuck, okay." And like you know, you kind of have to take it in a different direction in play by play. It's very difficult to tell the tempo of a fight, and I wouldn't say I've been like struggling this meta with uh, with play by play at all, but it's like it, because of the tempo shifts being all over the fucking place, depending on when a shout is going to come up, it's way different from any other meta that I've casted. Uh, yeah, another way history. to and think that's about I, it. That's what I don't like. Um, is you can't tell where the fucking meter is on the tempo scale. It's... uh,
0: Yeah, Uh, another way to think about it, sorry, quickly, Costa. It's like in, in previous metas, you'd have these big central abilities, right? And they're usually like very visually clear because first of all, like you don't have a team like stacking up. So like a Winston bubble, as someone who's like assessing tank players, I can tell you whether a Winston... Committing a resource in leaping in and then committing another resource in placing a bubble, whether that bubble was like good or bad for the situation they're in, because of like the map design, because of the momentum, and then maybe they commit an ultimate. Like it's way more clear to assess whether like something is good or bad, because like you have to pay a cost. If like you fail to capitalize on a Winston bubble, you have to pay a price. Maybe the momentum shifts in the other team's favor, they can punish you. And like you see this fight momentum that we're talking about, Jack. In this meta, i don't fucking know if like a Junker queen swinging her axe is going to affect the fight momentum of the team i don't know if even like a genji dash is even going to like change things around and so you have these cooldowns you like ultimates you have to rely on like um you know rampage rally sound barrier and those are like your markers whether a team is like has a chance to win or lose and sometimes you just it's just like a wash it's like yeah well they have a rampage and the enemy doesn't have like support
2: with the speed too because you can dis if you misuse the shout, you can use your Lucio just to kind of get away and then reset that tempo. And like, yeah, tracking two abilities that give a whole lot of fucking health uh, from a tank roll and like that is sort of used to go in, but it's, sort of, yeah, it's, it's fucking weird, bro. They, uh, I, I'm hoping they fucking change it. But.
3: Um, I, I think for me as well is like, I, I agree to Johnny's point of like, My big problem with the commanding shout, because that is probably one of the biggest neutral resources that exist, there is no visual indicator really um, of what's happening unless you're just watching the health bars. So it, it just feels like you're ending up watching the health bars. It's not like you I have a Zaya Bubbles. Bars, just to yeah. put that on, put And Zaya that on. Bubbles was such an easy visual indicator to look at. of this team used their bubble early? Did they get value from it? No. And then you can see that and go back and forth in GOATS. So I think it's just so dependent on the ultimates right now because the ultimates are really like the big things that you can notice. But it's just so boring to just like look at those ultimates and... Teams haven't really perfectly worked it out. On top of that as well, and this happened in one of the matches that we were watching, Johnny. We were watching a New Queen Street. We have Sojins in the game who can also just one-shot somebody. So it's like we talk about all this micro-strategy that exists in this Jotes meta where it's back and forth, ultimate the most, but there's also like a wrench in it where every now and then, a Sojin player can just instantly kill a support, and that changes the dynamic completely, and it's also impossible to follow that. Like it just happens so it's like it's really it doesn't jarring. feel like one two, yeah it, it doesn't feel like there is good strategy we talk about how strategy is the most important it's the zero skill meta according to reiner like there is some moments where it's just like it completely invalidates everything because the sojourn just like one tapped the Brig who had rally right like so i think it it's just very hard to watch and i find myself watching the game i will get four minutes into watching a round and i'll be like i can't tell you who is playing well who is playing badly all i can tell you is this is where the objective is. So therefore this team must be doing better. On top of that, stats are completely irrelevant. Like I've been watching the stats for the entire weekend. Pretty much everyone is going toe to toe. Like in the dive metas of previous, you could tell, oh, this Tracer is diffing this player or oh, this sojourn is diffing this sojourn. Very rarely is there major differences in them,
2: even if one team is getting rolled.
1: Really? You're saying that... I mean, but what about Aspire versus versus...
2: Dude, I was about to say... What? That, okay, that stat card should not have been brought up on fucking... Broke, it, no. it was
3: it was, a, it was, a mistake in how it went through the pipeline. It probably should have been caught by someone. But yeah, there there has already been people who have talked about that. Whoops. It has been brought up by players. It has been brought up by teams. It was brought up by... Accountability. Johnny asked for the stat card. I will take full
0: accountability <laughs> for this grave mistake because I recommended in a group chat, I was like, hey look at this like potential for a stat card here because but i gotta go into the details now do i so basically the stat the stats that custom were thinking about that we have internal access to it essentially like totals all of the like stats at the end of the map so the map was ending and i was like hey this comparison between these two hitscan players is like pretty it's like pretty cool like it has a pretty cool difference aspire was like popping off i believe um And then Dove, Dove, yeah. Uh, Dove had, like, a respectable match himself, like, a respectable game. His KD was, like, obviously lower um, overall. The problem was that, you know, he was obviously paying a lot of Ash during that map and then also played some Sojourn. So what happened was, I believe that Dove was on Sojourn when the map ended, and that led to some miscommunication where instead of, like, the total hit-scan comparison that I like, wanted to see, it led to just Sojourn when Dove had been primarily on Ash during the map. And so it was miscommunication. It shouldn't have been up there, but I take full responsibility. It, it was my bad. It it started from me recommending a stat card and then it went through the pipe and it just got fucked up. I had up, to on broadcast yeah, what a was...
2: versus 2k damage looks like. Yeah, sorry. Time. So it, if it, you want to blame anyone,
0: just, just blame me, all right?
3: I'm
1: not blaming but, anyone. I just thought, I just was me mean. It was, it was funny it was well, very, very people fine. got upset
3: for, for good it, reasons yeah people, there was good some good teams and players got that got upset because it's like it does like that made dove look really bad there's some yeah. viewers who will watch it and they'll just be like dove is the worst player in the league and it's like well they that that stat card is not indicative well so even if
1: that stat card had been true it wouldn't have changed the fact that his team got so rolled that how do you expect them to even have a decent performance like at all like yeah. they were just so unbelievably like to me it's like there is you don't lose either way because even if that had been true they got so rolled that how do you expect this DPS player to even no, have... No, the, a the comparison,
0: the like, the reason why I recommended a stat card was because it was actually, like, pretty fascinating. No, I, like, Dove had a decent yeah. game. He had a decent map. This, Aspire just had, like, a fucking amazing map, and it was that difference that was the point to showcase. Yeah, for
1: sure. But once again, like, I was just more handy on, like, it's just funny, you know, just funny people sometimes. I joke moment. It's just funny, <laughs> you know? But so, overall, uh, I mean, I find... I also think that for this meta... Actually, the most interesting part to me, more than anything else, is I find Genji to be really, really interesting in this meta. I found, like, the usage of Genji dash actually to be probably the most accurate predictor of, like, how a fight's going to go is Genji dash. Um, Like, if there's someone that, like, gets split and they get a good dash on them, they probably kill them. If they fuck up their dash, they get isolated and killed. Uh, so I actually, I find, I, I don't find the meta, I wouldn't say the meta is watchable, like super watchable. I will say though, if you focus, if you focus it on the Gigi dash, the fights make a lot more sense on average. Um, so I don't know, not the best meta, but I think it's both has more positive than any, of than any contenders. And I definitely think this to me is more enjoyable than goats. So
0: yeah. All right. We, we've been on for fucking ever. So I'm going to, we're going to have to speedrun this recap a little bit because then we're going to get into predictions as well uh we, we still have a lot of show to go through um and we've been on for like two hours so let's let's speed run the recaps. Um, i think we're gonna skip a topic or two but let's get into uh i think we should get into the august 14th prediction uh paris turnovers vancouver titans we hyped up the state for the longest time uh and then Ooh. matt came on he joined the desk as well we hyped it up it was a good good all fun uh and then it turns out that the paris eternal players already knew they were getting dropped and it was a 3-0 Kind of showdown and it wasn't even particularly close but at least the, the the prediction was right so we can take pressure in that 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 worked out yeah but could we titans good for them sure i mean it i think i mean I'm underwhelming
3: yeah, yeah you know, I'm right. happy for them, but yeah, it just felt underwhelming. Like, the it would have been really cool if it was in a quality meta and that kind of stuff, but yeah, like, we went into that match and I think everyone predicted Vancouver. Like, it's like, it wasn't even like it was a hot take that Vancouver was going to beat Paris, which was kind of sad.
1: It wasn't a toilet bowl. Like, yeah. a real toilet bowl has, like, you anything could happen in a real toilet bowl. This was like, it was done. It had been flushed already. And you saw it, like, <laughs> right
0: away, Paris Eternal, like, they weren't even competitive, and we were like, oh, fuck. Well.
1: <laughs> I think Paris Eternal had a better match versus the justice than they did versus the titans
0: for good reason probably you know given the behind the scenes stuff so yeah
1: yeah it was um it was tough i mean i think though if you're a vancouver titans fan you can walk away and be like okay like that that's pretty nice like i think this is more of like vancouver titans fans should be happy that they look like they have a relatively coherent roster um and like their the meta is like not awful for them Especially with like having the ability to still have Aspire do like incredible things. Uh, so, I mean, Vancouver Titans fans should be cautiously optimistic that maybe they won't be just truly pain for the rest of the season.
0: Yeah, Vancouver Titans, they look good. good. And, you know, they're another team who, fuck, are we going into this? Vancouver Titans, they're 1 in 13. But given how they look, they play New York Excelsior, Washington Justice, Houston Outlaws, Boston Uprising, Lono Spitfire. Oh, no, they don't play it on Smithsburg. Boston, Uprising, Houston, not Boston, Washington, Justice, New York, and here. they could, like, win winnable. four? Four of those? Yeah, they could win all four. They're competitive in all four.
1: Three? I mean, two. Houston seems a little, I don't know about Houston. A little bit, like, yeah. That
3: might be and, and also
1: New York, even. Like, uh I'm seeing, like, two of those, probably, like, is winnable. Go three guarantee? and three?
3: I guaranteed it on the desk, so it's already you a lock. Like I don't even yeah. know what we're
0: talking about here. Still, if they go but three and three, four possible. and two would be like a massive achievement for them. Three and three is still very good and could lead to a playing spot, given where we are. Yeah. or like not yeah. playing, but uh, uh, a stage. Uh, hmm. playoff spot. I think three and three is generally the uh, like the yeah off kind yeah. Of score. I think they
1: could do it. I mean, who knows? We've only seen one weekend worth of matches, right? So like, Vancouver Titans could be a lot better than we expect. You know that's uh, so they could be a lot better. I see two of those matches is like based off this weekend they're winnable, but depending on how the rest of the stage goes, like who knows, right? So
0: yeah, I think that King impressed me. Aspire as well, they have a good damage duo. They seem like a consistent team overall. So uh, yeah, happy with Vancouver Titans. Well, we're definitely speed running. I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. But, good, tennis, good on you guys. Uh, let's jump into some Doomium, because we haven't talked about that for 30 minutes. Uh, the LA Gladiators, they start off 0-2 this stage. Not the greatest. You got the, the Reiner tweet as well, talking about the skillless meta. Um, <laughs> I think we can all universally agree that, you know, give it, it's a very chaotic meta. It's not completely, like, understood and streamlined as other metas. But it's not, like, luck-dependent as much. Um, I wouldn't say that. So, the Gladiators, they start off 0-2, Not the greatest performances by them. Um, It was a very close match with the Houston Outlaws. Um, They did lose to the Dallas Fuel. So they're they're respectable opponents, I feel like. Uh, It's not all over for the LA Gliders. But still, it's 0-2 out of six qualification matches. Are we worried?
1: I'm not that worried. Oh, not really. Yeah, like people Dallas looks to be mind. one of the
3: best teams. Yeah, Dallas is like seeming to be one of the best teams in this meta and Houston like that match was close and they just made a bunch of like really bad mistakes in the first couple I of I mean, matches. they
1: had that match. They won. they should have they, they should have won that match. They sh- won. Yeah,
3: they should have won that against Houston. Uh like but you know, Houston give credit to Houston, they had their moments um but you know, that is definitely don't look as dominant as they did in the past, but I think they'll be fine.
1: Yeah, people also mind over like two losses to two what looks to be two great teams in this meta and even if we were ignoring this meta fuel have still been pretty decent so far like they've always been like decent so far throughout the year and, and parts very good and then houston have been top consistently like top five in north america and then we had to a meta where they look like they made improvements potentially like it's i don't like this is the classic like oh my team wins all the time i've lost two tough matches abandoned ship <laughs> it's the shock theory it's the shock theory in full effect or really any bandwagon theory. Like people just like are so down on the glides for like after losing two incredibly close matches to what looks to be incredible teams when they played shoe on DPS.
3: Yeah. They got to stop that. That's yeah, the that's a number one thing. Stop that.
1: But shoe on DPS, like uh, that, that's just crack cocaine. And the rumors are it's because Padapan has a wrist injury and like he talked about on stream, but they haven't officially said anything by any means. So like, who, who knows what exactly is going on with that? Why she was playing, but like, so they don't have like my biggest concern for the gladiators has nothing to has is mostly their backline, which is shocking to say. It's shocking, well, it's shocking to say, even though Ryan I think didn't have like an amazing junk ring performance. But I think overall, when I watched Skewed and Funny Astro play, it did not feel like the level of coordination I'm used to seeing from the gladiators' backline. It looked like there are points where they were extended, sometimes they're mistiming ults, like the appeal wasn't perfect. Either the positioning wasn't that great. Um, they felt out of sync with like how they wanted to set up their engages. Like to me, because a big part of this is to watching this too, is like how it is like when the fights break down, where do your supports go? Like, where's your Brigitte looking to get out? And it seemed like Skew was getting caught a lot. Like Astro wasn't positioned to like feel like obviously Reiner. I think a lot of people are going to highlight Reiner and I agree, but we were counting on the gladiators backline to be elite and they didn't look elite. They looked good. They didn't look elite um yeah. so i i think gladzo are gonna be fine people are freaking out over two close losses just literally losing their mind over two close losses two great teams i wish so, you on dps
0: <laughs> it, so we have talked about the fact that like shojourn if that's what you're gonna call it probably not that optimal it you know if this party pun thing is true then you're in a spot where you can't really play sojourn i would have loved you know if the situation allowed for it i think this team would have just been A better sojourn team than an ash team and that's not taking anything away from ash i think like this team though when they play like up tempo with sojourn and they like actively look for picks with like railguns stuff like that i think that would have catered more to the la gladders that i know more so than the la gladders who like sit back and positionally try to outplay their opponents um and you know rely on like explosion damage ball placement stuff like that it did feel when i watched the houston series that like the players just were, like, caught off guard and got picked early in fight sometimes because their positioning wasn't perfect. Um, Like, Kevster stood out to me once on Hollywood Point A or something like that, where he just, like, got picked on Genji. Um And so I'd, I'd much rather see, like, the gladiators take the fight to the enemy team. And I think Sojourn allows for that in a way that, obviously, Ash doesn't because she's a slower hero that way. So it's unfortunate if they can't play Sojourn in that regard. But they're 0-2. They're playing the San Francisco Shock this weekend. So, given how the shock looks, we're, you know, probably leaning towards an O and 3 there. And then they're playing Toronto Defiant, Paris Eternal, Atlanta Rain. Like, there is a... So, this is sort of like why I'm asking if we should be worried because the LA Gladys, there's a chance that they mis- get, uh, risk like missing the stage playoffs in this matter and circumstances.
2: I think it depends how Atlanta Rain improve over the next couple of weeks because they haven't looked crazy. But I mentioned at the very top of the show that I think, still, I think Atlanta Rain can do very well. It's just taking them uh maybe a couple of weeks to actually find the groove in the meta and you know perform to the expectation we kind of had of them coming in yeah i think the other matches are fairly winnable apart from the shock one so you know
1: i mean even the shock one is even the shock one's winnable depending on what happens right like even the shock one's winnable depending on what happens like i think it's like by no means set in stone here um like, every match, they have two pretty guaranteed... look to be pretty free wins, I'd say. Like, Or not free, but, like, pretty easy wins. And then two tougher wins and one really tough win, if they make it. But they only need to do what, like, three wins, right? So, probably. Probably need, like, around three to be safe-ish. I don't know if they need more. Um, yeah, I
2: mean, their backroom stuff, as well, has proved quite a few times that they... <laughs> They're not going to fucking slack off now, you know. I think they have one of the better backroom staffs in the league right now. So, yeah,
1: I, I'm I'm not super worried about them. If they lose, if yeah. they lose a match that's winnable, though, like if they were to lose to so like let's say they lose to the like pretty much if they lose to a ter- rain, I think they're probably done. I think they rain gotta, is like uh, kind of match. So yeah, a rain's kind of like, like their like... must win match. Yeah. So. yeah.
3: I think it really comes down to who ends up at the bottom, right? Like who, like, cause eight teams qualify for the North American tournament. I think there's, it's weird to really like, who is the bottom five is, is the question because there are some teams that we would usually assume is going to be in the bottom who are going to be in the top. And like other ones, like what happens to Washington justice? Like do Washington justice, like give up their spot essentially because they decide to like not be good because they trade their players. Like, I think, I think gladiators is probably very
0: dependent on what other people do uh, rather than themselves. All right, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, let's jump into the Atlanta Rain then. They also take two losses, but they don't lose to Shock. They don't lose, uh, not Shock. Uh, they don't lose to like the likes of Dallas Fuel. They lose to Boston Uprising and the Toronto Defiant. I think Nero came up with a tweet afterwards that he wasn't feeling comfortable playing Genji in this meta as well. Um, and while we usually just like accepted Atlanta Rain, they're not like the greatest regular season team, but come tournaments, they're, they're elite, they're competitive. They always make top three. Uh, Starting out the stage, losing to the Boston uprising at Toronto defiant—it's not—it's not preferred if you are a Rain fan uh, by any means. Uh, is there any like any any loss of faith in the Atlanta Rain? Do do we still think they're capable of being really good in this meta, or do we think that this meta is just like one of those that doesn't really cater to their player strengths and?
3: The, the silver sure. lining for them is that they actually had a pretty easy stage. Like you would think losing to Toronto and Boston, you like, oh man, they must have harder teams later on. They actually still play Paris and London, two teams that don't look that good in this meta. And then if that's true, then they, you know, if we're going with the three and three narrative, they have to beat either Houston or Gladiators to qualify for the thing, which... Is later in the stage, so maybe they'll get it together. But I am worried about them. Like they regardless of you know what their schedule is like, they just don't look comfortable at all. Uh, you know, we hype up Hawk as, you know, the Jote. Um, but he actually didn't look super comfortable on the Junker Queen. I thought he would be uh be much more comfortable on that one. Uh the backline really struggling to, you know. Work together. I feel like Ultraviolet on the Brig has kind of been struggling. So, and then you know Nero even said it himself; he's been struggling. So, I I, I believe that they'll get it together. I don't think they're going to be a top three in the playoffs kind of contender unless something really snaps with them. Um, but I think they can definitely still qualify. I, I don't think you need to be too worried about this team just yet. But
0: you know, I mean, it, I could see them. I could see them if they make the stage playoffs be a really good tournament team still. Yeah, like there's nothing about this team that tells me that like they can't be good in this meta. Like if anything, I could see them being great in this meta, Um, if they get it together and sort out some of these harder to spot kind of team um, work issues with like synergizing abilities and stuff like that. And it is noteworthy that they're playing Paris Eternal this weekend, but then speedily turns of age before their fourth match against the Spitfire, um, and then they play the Houston Atlas as well. So if 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 you're someone who speculates about the Atlanta Rain and you're like, well. You know, I think that Nero has, like, limited upside as a Genji, like, for this team, and, like, they need a better Genji player. Speedly comes of age, so that's something you could look to, um, perhaps, if 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 you're speculating about Atlanta and how good they are. So, it'll be interesting to see if they stick to Nero, or... uh speedly will replace him later on because speedly i don't know what his access to over is either uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but is he just stuck in a chamber of not being
3: able to play the game at all honestly maybe right so like I mean, it, it depends on
1: if he's been screaming with the team or not at all like if he hasn't been screaming with the team he literally can't play so yeah
3: i don't know why they would scream with him, though that's like so like maybe as he gets close to the date and they are anticipating it but You know, like especially going 0 2 here, I don't think they have the ability and the freedom to be like, let's take some practice away from Nero and put in speedily because, like, London is a team that has forever upset the Atlanta rain. So they could do it again. So, and, you know, we have no idea how good Paris is going to be. I talked about it earlier. Paris is a team that has a lot of experience playing this meta. As much as they are new, they are like fresh and, they do that, like they could come in and surprise a lot of people and then specifically the Atlanta Rain. So it might not even matter. Like we might not even get to the point of speedily is the determining factor of if they make the playoffs or not.
0: All right. So we've we've already discussed earlier this episode how it's a bit harder to distinguish like moments that stand out in the game, like moments that like turn matches around um, and like, uh, or like the linchpin each weekend. So I think we'll just take it to the power rankings next. And we just, we just battle it out there. We hammer it out there. Who were the teams that stood out to us? Good, bad. Um, the future prospects of the team. Uh, we didn't discuss the Dallas Fuel. And obviously, I um, was placing them fairly low uh, last week. So we, we, we could commit to that topic in this power ranking segment. Um, where we change up some of the teams. Obviously, teams like New York, like Vancouver Titans. They're no longer at the bottom. Probably deserve to be in the middle. So let's just hash it out. Um, the Dallas Fuel, as we sort of discussed their placement in the power ranking, what do we think? Is Dallas Fuel like a top three team now? Hanbe looked like a great jungle queen.
3: I think
4: Dallas is second below the San Francisco Shock.
1: I think Dallas is first above the show. Oh, you fucking <laughs> oh. would. You. <laughs> How? Why? Why? Where? I'm going to tell you my reasoning. I think both the matches Dallas played, their coordination was pretty incredible. Even when swapping between Doha and Sparkle, they looked like old Dallas. Their mechanics, Hanbin looked like arguably the best Junker Queen yep, in Um, I think their backline was great. Like fielder, like, fielder going to the Brigida didn't really make much of a difference for them. I think also the Edison swap has fixed like Edison playing Edison like the biggest gap with the fuel consistently was like Gurio didn't look that good. they didn't have like that hit scan oomph. Edison looked good, yeah Edison looked good that fixed the that fixes the biggest issue in terms of like player roster hole wise for the fuel was having a consistently good hit scan player, and Edison looks really good um so and their coordination looked incredible shock, I think in shocks first match that they played not their second their second they looked like they they looked great in their second match um but in the very first match which i believe was uh versus Justice Justice like obviously Justice played really well i think but i think Shock were still lagging while Fuel seemed like they'd walked into this meta like locked in like they were locked in now i could make the argument that you know Fuel almost you know nearly got like they nearly lost to the New York right so you could you could bring that up. But sometimes when you almost lose New York, it's just because some Yaki pulls out the big turbo dick mode and literally just, it's just solo carry plays, right? Like, it's not like you're losing strategically. Yaki is just hitting every single shot, dash, and blade. Like, he's just better. He was just better during them, But they still won. Oh, better and than they problem. still won. And they also still won, is the point. So, while I don't think Shock... Granted, Shock did play versus Happy and Decay and a Mag looked a lot better, so... It's kind of a gut feeling. It's a gut feeling because on top of that, I know. I I mean, it's a gut feeling because to me, fuel haven't looked great. But I'm just getting that they fixed their roster whole issue, which was the whole one of the big reasons we I rated them low on top of their overall coordination coming in. But like, if Edison's gonna play consistently, I and Hanbin's gonna look this good, and Sparkle or Doha are gonna be on Genji. Um, this team's really scary. This team scares me more than Shock. I think so. the the Dallas Duel have a better
3: backline in this meta than the Shock, but I think the Shock DPS is better than the Dallas uh, DPS. And I think you know Hambit is the better Jungle Queen, but I just trust the Shock more. And I do the Dallas Fuel. I like Dallas Fuel is still a great team. I think they're number two. I don't know if anyone else has a really wants to put Dallas at number one. We need tiebreakers.
1: We need tiebreakers. I mean, credit
0: to Jaws. He was the only one on this podcast last week who actually was like rating Dallas this low is a crime. And so
1: <laughs> Jaws does he did get that one right. But also, yeah. you know, I didn't expect them to pull out Edison and look have an actually incredible hit scan player. You know, didn't expect it. Didn't expect it. So
0: I'll 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 prefer to have shock remain at number one for now. Fair and maybe enough. Dallas, I'll see it. I'll see it. It's yeah. a hot
2: one take. One fuel second. It,
1: yeah. is a, take, it is a hot I'll, take but that's no, It's
2: fine. a hot take for me
1: putting fuel Good. at one. I'm saying not shock one, but yeah. fuel. Right. like you know, yeah. like
0: yeah. Do we want to do we want to tear break under Dallas Fuel because those were the two teams I, that yes. like really stood out. Probably okay. yes. Tear break there, and then enter clusterfuck. I have no yeah. idea who to put third or fourth. I've asked Costa. you guys have already made your own personal power ranking. So I feel like you guys can like butt
3: heads.
1: We're going to disagree here too. Well,
3: okay. Here's the thing is I would usually put the Gladiators at number three, but Houston beat the Gladiators. So the only way you can put the Gladiators above Houston is you act as if that was like a one-off and that you believe in the Gladiators to bounce back from that. I don't, I'm not hundred percent sold. I actually think Houston looks really good in this meta. So I want to put Houston at three and Gladiators at four.
1: <laughs> Interesting, because I had a different team at number three.
2: <laughs> it better not be New York. That's all Joe, I was about to say. Is it New York? I'm pretty sure oh, it's you, mean New the
1: York. Team, you mean the team that beat Houston? You mean that team? <laughs> you mean the team that beat Houston? That <laughs> team? You the mean the team that beat Houston? Houston. And then also the team that uh, had obviously not the close at uh, not the closest game ever, but it's still a pretty good game versus the Fuel. can't tell me I, 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 I'm not I'm not, not I'm not I'm not, not I'm not I'm not fucking the they, they,
3: the they don't even have a fucking head coach okay they, Let alone, oh, they, they they're in a honeymoon period with Alan Sunjay. I I don't want to fucking hear Houston Outlaws and the Gladiators are fundamentally better teams than the New York Excelsior in New York Excelsior has one good weekend that's Yaki's weekend he's fucking done and dusted for the stage okay he's he's not going to show up anymore now, I, I would okay? like the
1: court to recognize the ju- the jury to recognize this man is clearly biased versus Yaki this man clearly I am biased not, versus, the versus the Jaki, okay yeah the jury I am
3: towards Yaki. You can ignore anything I say, but Yaki, I, I don't believe in it. I don't believe in it. Pelican and Merritt are fucking insane. Oh, yeah, Did you insane. watch put, those put two, two people play this fucking meta? They, Pelican they are they, Gibraltar. They
1: are insane. They nearly lost. I mean, they 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 certainly lost the Glads where Reiner was playing. Where they're not playing their best, and they had shoe on DPS though. So
0: true.
3: And
1: he yeah. lost to New York.
3: But gladi- gladiators are going to get their shit together they always do hopefully Patty pen can come out of fucking risk jail and i think the houston outlaws like i think they are going to be very good in this meta i think lep looks way better if they stick to dante put all their resources into playing dante junker queen they- they're they going to be good, be good. i'm agreeing with this three. i'm actually I'll, agreeing
1: I'll, if we're going to overrate it let it be known i fought for new york 3 let it be known I fought it, for yeah. we're oh, going yeah. to
0: put them at 4 so like come on we're, we're oh, not no, they're, i they're want them at not- 5 we're not just fucking...
1: That's crazy! You're crazy! <laughs> this man, This, I hate, this, this is insane. I'll One give at a my... time.
0: Houston 3. Houston, Houston 3. That Pelican and Merit had an absolutely fucking amazing game. Against They're going to be Gladys. so good this It man, was unbelievable. And then, you know, I, I, they they did play some Doge versus New York Excelsior. I don't know what that was about. And then How I played Dante.
2: New York, then Glads. You How guys was, are acting that. like
0: the gladiators
3: aren't going to bounce back. How How like, old... you guys believe that... Uh... Sorry, but, it's not, but it's not. But it's New not. But it's not
1: just Gladys. about. It's not just about gladiators bouncing back. It's also thinking about like I do think glads are going to bounce back. But New York looked legitimately good. They beat Outlaws. and that's why they're at fifth, they coming a good out of match thirteen. fuel. I mean, but the thing is, this isn't based off last. But this is the the current week one rankings of this meta though. But, you you know?
3: Know, if, you, if you want to just do week one ra- rankings like you have to put some form of like analysis and thought into it otherwise we'll just pull up the power like the standings of where we are right now and put those people on top like but it, but,
1: my, but my analysis is that I think New York actually understand the meta So, their team so you sense.
3: think overall in this meta for the rest of right this, now. for the rest of this stage no because you have to look forward you think Gladiators, if the Gladiators played New York this upcoming weekend, who would you go for?
4: Yeah, fuck you, yeah! New you're
0: York. telling me, you
3: New know, York, York, you got, you, you got your <laughs> fucking twin your teeth. You know New I'm York,
1: right. Baby. You know I'm Bad right. You're going for the gladiators. Bad, Bad, years for. Years for. Bad for. Yeah, Not, no, um, I mean, I, I actually would put New York fourth, but uh, I would, you know what? I
2: would, if it was next week, I'd put New York over glads, but then the week after, I'd put glads over New York. But Get, No, keep that, would depend on the,
0: the, 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 that would depend on the match, you no? Know? You can't go two weeks in advance, can you? No. Oh, Okay, the whole point you, is it's I all predictive for the percent. whole
1: stage. The, the, we've already said it's yeah. predictive for the whole stage. As of right now, if New York keeps the performance like it did this weekend, the rest of the time, and even with Gladiator's improvement, I think New York could still be a top three team in North America the whole stage if they with this the, with the meta understanding Yaki popping the fuck off and a complete team. Now they have Onsen J on main support. I think they could do it. Like listen, dude. I mean, they have think this team should not like. <laughs> granted, top five is still really good, right? But like, it's very good. They good. came from 13. <laughs> it should be good. This team should be good. are good. But the LA Gladiators, and on top of that, are the their their understanding winners. of the meta looks so much, like they look so much better. Like the tempo, the pace, Keller was having impact. Like I, I don't know. I, I'll give the Gladiators Houston fourth.
0: and Dallas. To, yeah, two top three teams, and I feel like that has to have an impact. Like the LA Gladiators, they played really good teams. New York, and New York played fuel. <laughs>
1: What the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> You're just using the same logic back and forth. Listen, All I'll right, give you four. I'll Dude, give this episode York has sport. gone for too long. I fuck me. Put now. New York fourth. New York fourth. Just do it. Put New York fourth. I'll give you that. But they, I think, I, I'll give
2: them fourth. I think they
1: deserve to go. Wait, what decision. do you mean you that give that them fourth? No,
3: you I'll just do. like, you just like, fine. I'll concede. I'll put. I'll do exactly what I wanted to do. No, what so I want to do is wanted was the third. third. He wanted them third.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I've already lost. But I've already lost my original one.
3: Okay, are we, are you guys gonna this let this one happen? Is I will
2: infinitely better.
3: I I am not, I, I am not happy with this. I want gladiators at fourth, but if you guys
0: are willing to over- overrule no, me, no, 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 we're putting gladiators at fourth. I'm
3: sorry. Thank about you, Johnny. It's
2: a 2v2. It's a 2v2. Oh no, Kurt has to break. break. Kurt has to hey, break. Kurt. Kurt, Kurt, yeah, Kurt, what do you think? Kurt, make the break. I'm just gonna keep it. It's so funny this way. Yeah. Oh
1: my <laughs> god. It's good. It's good. telling are it's
2: wrong, but. Content. yeah there we go <laughs> oh, over time uh, i think glads will be better but right now new york content. what are we doing there here we yeah, what, what the here? fuck
0: are we doing yeah. oh my god i can't i can't believe we people need, are still listening making to this. a
1: good podcast is what
0: we're number doing six <laughs> toronto defiant on spitfire atlanta rain boston uprising who are we going with vancouver titans Washington? Oh. No, my seven sort
2: of the, the bottom doesn't matter anymore. It, it's, it's gotta be, it
1: it's, gotta it's, be it, it's gotta be Toronto? It's gotta be, it to be Toronto or, or Justice. It's gotta be one of the two.
3: Dude, but Justice, Justice just break, gave like, their best their best junk queen player. And potentially more in the future. Yeah.
1: I agree. So I think based off this alone, it probably should be defiant currently. Yeah. And then tear yeah. break. I can see that.
2: Alright, we good with that. Really? I think a tear break above Toronto, but I mean, I think Toronto is better than
3: all the teams below them. By well, like, I would be confident in Toronto. Like, I think
2: Toro- I would bet Toronto above all the rest. Yeah, but does that define a tear break though? Being like, you I think a tear break is like exceptionally like. Do you think there's that big of a difference between
3: New York Gladiators and Toronto?
2: Well, Toronto did nah. almost lose to Vancouver. Yeah, yeah, maybe you're right. I, I
3: just don't. I don't know. This is a hard one. Like I think Toronto yeah, is. Uh, I uh, think you put tier
0: Toronto,
1: don't you? No, I mean you can, think so.
2: I, I, I think, think Toronto. Defy is stays good break?
1: Yeah, Defiant could have good games versus all those teams. I think in this meta.
2: I think putting it right there, putting it right there is fine. Yeah, I
1: think I think I think below Travian is fine.
2: We could skip this year, break, Because
0: I don't think like Toronto is like invincible against, against number seven or eight.
1: Uh but I my vote for seven is going to be Justice, and but who knows what they're going to. But but, but don't I don't have have even anymore. know, right? Like what we don't have Mag anymore, right? So I don't even know like what to do about. It. I don't know what to do about Justice. Actually, I would I like to
3: put. To I would like to put forth another Washington Justice banishment of the power rankings for now.
2: Hmm. That's a good one. That's a real good one. You know, what? I'm always willing to
1: do that to the justice. So yeah, that's fair enough.
0: There you go. By there
2: justice. you go. Okay, they get there banished.
0: Justice are no longer right.
1: Okay. All right.
2: Boston. Boston.
0: Boston. Boston. They got three owed by London. Boston. They got three, three owed
1: by, by London. Because London Boston. stopped trolling. <laughs> London, <laughs> London stopped trolling is the thing. London <laughs> ceased their troll and got off Sombra. They stopped trolling. Yeah. They should not be above London. There's no way because London simply inted. So do you put project. like
0: Florida
2: seven then? Because they no. beat London.
1: I think you should. Well, you are maybe. what
2: London rain Boston like this? What it is right now?
1: Well, I'm actually pretty. happy. I mean, I'm pretty. De- I'm happy to put Mayhem Spitfire Boston. Mayhem. I am happy for my, right? I'm happy
2: for Mayhem Spitfire Boston as well.
1: Yeah, Mayhem Spitfire Boston. I think sounds reasonable to me.
3: I think okay. He, can I sell you on Vancouver being above Boston? no
1: i'd like to hear it I, I like
3: because vancouver aspire is a fucking chad on he that sojourn he is um. going absolutely crazy i think he's been stepping up king will get more comfortable i think mirror on the junker queen is a good pick um you know i think the meta could be good for them and boston just got absolutely who do they get rolled by they got rolled by london, london yeah and it wasn't london close like no, so that, i that's because are we Boston's overrating
1: dps showing yeah but
3: are we overrating boston just because they beat atlanta but we know how bad uh, atlanta is so it's like maybe vancouver should be above those guys
2: with this biased performance i'd have to agree
0: well
3: also I mean i think they, 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 they were just the, the
2: Paris eternal they knew Space they were getting home. dropped Yeah, but Aspire is, like, consistently good on the Sojourn. They also almost beat Toronto.
3: Like, I don't think that was Toronto playing down. I think that was Vancouver playing up.
1: But also, I do think that across the board, Boston's backline is better. I think their tank player is better. And I think when the Boston DPS show up, they're great. The biggest problem is the Boston DPS. It's, like, they're either doing great or they're invisible. Those are the only two options for Boston DPS, generally. So... That's the issue with this team for me is that over holistically I like the team more. And if their DPS show up, they're definitely better. If their DPS don't show up on that day because they're less consistent than the Titans DPS, then they lose.
0: Yeah, so, I'll actually put Vancouver over Boston here. Um uh, the, the the damage argument that's really swayed I, me here. I,
2: I think, think King I is good. Boston. I
0: think King's Genji is pretty good. And yeah, I Boston.
2: And just how myself. much this meta revolves around the surgeon getting picks. Exactly, it, yeah. I think it's yeah. a consistent DPS over the people around. I think that's one of the more sure, important
1: things. Sure, sure, sure. Fair enough. I, I feel like they're still historically and everything. Like, it just feels like Boston's better team. But I'll give you Titans. Titans go to nine if that's what we want to go with.
0: Can, can I interest you in Atlanta over Boston? No. I, I just absolutely. needed it to be asked. Okay. Someone yeah, no. watching the stream was wondering what the fuck was going on. So I the had to ask. Is, the thing is,
1: once again, we're going to, okay, we're going to have to have a quick logic check here, though, because if we, do we truly believe Atlanta is going to be this bad whole stage? And my answer is no. no, I don't think so. No. But so then how does that any different to like a lot of the rest of the rest? Well, because
3: my question is right now is I, so, Paris, do you guys believe Paris should be above Atlanta? Like, do you think Atlanta is no, going to be absolutely uh, not?
1: How is that Absolutely. even, worse, even? How is that? How worse? It is Paris with a new yeah. roster. The oh, new yeah. Paris roster. How is that even no, No, no. Here's the thing. No. I actually. On that.
3: I low key believe in the Paris Eternal. If I think the, the new Paris
0: roster could they just won A-sides. I'm, I'm not saying they will. I'm saying they could. I, you could tell me that they would like beat London, Vancouver, Boston, Atlanta, and I'd buy it.
3: Yeah. And that's why I think Atlanta, like. Okay. This is like. A mega disrespectful to Atlanta, and it is literally just because of how badly they played this weekend. And I think Paris, they have just acquired four <laughs> players that all just popped off in A-sides playing a very similar meta. So, coming from an Atlanta rain team that they are definitely a better team as a whole but they do not understand how to play this meta. Self-proclaimed do not know how to play this meta. Paris Eternal is coming out of contenders as the best team in North America playing that A-side's composition, uh, composition with the Junker Queen. They are going to be ready. I think that there's a bigger chance that Paris can beat Atlanta than I think people are giving them
1: credit for.
2: I the right thing to, to do is just not and rank them. smoke the crack. I don't it's, think there's a, uh, there's, you, 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 it's literally an unknown versus. What, like, oh wait, what if, think. what if we just take Eternal like off the it, list too? Because we it's we not should. The, it same it the right no. thing
1: to do is, the do is take them off I'm the off list. I'm having to take list. Paris off the list.
3: I'm having to take Paris off the list if you want. sure. If you want to banish them to the Netherrealm, Because if we can take
1: Justice off the list, Eternal should go off the list. It's either they both have to go on or they both have to go off. Justice, Justice have only lost one player and we're taking them off the list. But that's because we don't know what I think there's going to be
3: more drops by Washington.
1: As do I. That's the thing. I also believe that, but also I believe that, like by that vein, like we don't know what Eternals necessarily, like we don't ter- truly know what Eternals is going to be doing. But I mean, actually, yeah. to be fair, we do know where Eternals is going to go because you know the roster. So actually, that's they probably that's sort of be why. Reign.
3: That's why I think Paris yeah. should be on the list is because we do have some form of speculation of it. I but can't. If you guys can't, if, I, rain, if you can't <laughs> put them, up, that's fine with me. I As can't put a good
1: conscience. Put them on the
3: I did it for so. memes. For, for on my list but like i agree that atlanta is just a better team and like they are a great they're thing but they always troll in the regular season usually and they just do not look comfortable in that's Canada that's right what
1: i hate about the rain is that every time i talk like man they're not looking good they come back and fucking dominate
3: exactly like, so man, they could just- easily come in and just be good this weekend And, like, I wouldn't be shocked. Like, people, like, you're really gambling of does the team get their shit together, get world coach, all that kind of stuff. But they knew this was coming for a while and they still haven't worked it out. Do we think this, like, five days is going to be enough for them to solve it? Like, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I I
0: wouldn't, wouldn't, you know, be surprised if they did figure it out. As we said, we we have a lot of faith in the franchise and, like, they always come back. And also, like, you know, you, you, you said the trolling and like I, I get what you say with like the trolling but just to be abundantly clear to like listeners it's not like they're actually trolling it's just like they are inconsistent in the regular season but we still have a tremendous amount of respect for the franchise and their achievements so but we, yeah. we do respect Atlanta it just so happens that they, they look good in week one
3: Also, they're they're last kind of technically on our list right now because of the weirdness of Paris. This isn't, I think, Atlanta having a crazy fall from grace. I actually think a lot of these teams got good in this meta. Like Vancouver, Boston, Florida, London, they actually all look to have some form of coherent thought and the meta makes sense for these teams. So I think it just doesn't play to Atlanta Reigns' strengths right now.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, when you look at some of these rosters, like the Boston Uprising, it's taken some time, but they've they've fucking come a long way since week one and two where they had like 10 people they were rotating around and subbing in and subbing out like the Boston Uprising they have an idea of what they are who they are and they look good in this meta now with like competent players on each role Vancouver Titans has finally fucking found something to rely on they went through a coaching change they picked up King as well um and they're finally looking good Donald Spitzfire. Um, I mean, they did look good on the Reinhardt medal already. But it's true what you're saying, that, like, some of these teams, it's been a tough season for them. New York Excelsior, hell, even those guys. It's been a tough season for them so far, but, like, they've finally figured out who they are and where they are. And, the you know, it's paying dividends. They're finally finding some success with that, right. so...
1: Well, I'm happy with this. Everyone else. I'm happy. Is
0: happy. Yeah, I'm happy with this too. So, yeah. for, for the audio listeners, before we take it off, sorry, for the audio listeners, Kurt, let me just go through it real quick. So, we got San Francisco Shock number one, Dallas Fuel number two, Tear Break, Houston Outlaws number three, New York Excelsior number four, LA Gladiators number five, Toronto Defiant number six, Tear Break, Florida Mayhem number seven, London Spitfire number eight, Vancouver Titans number nine, Boston Uprising, Atlanta Rain. And then I guess it's, you know, Atlanta Rain, they're technically the last, but we don't rank Paris and washington justice so there you go but if we rank what paris eternal it, it would be fun probably like above boston or something they do look good the contenders matchup did look good so you know it, it it's gonna be fun to see paris play uh atlanta this upcoming week uh let's jump into some predictions real quick because we i mean this is gonna be like a three-hour podcast um let's get into predictions for this upcoming week and also we have some apac games returning we'll start off with the western region the north american games uh and the first game for week two it's going to be actually. Do you want to take a look at the last week's records first? Kurt? How we did? How we yeah, fared? Because sure. I did not fare well. I did not do good. Because I predicted. I, London... I
1: had a rough weekend. <laughs> I, don't remember I, that rough week. oh, I did. Hey, actually Not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> not too bad, not not too too bad, bad. Though, baby.
0: Uh, Custer Johnson. I've asked all three, on three. four and two. Total record. I've asked. Still in the lead with thirty-three correct predictions. He Let's go, run. baby. Charles has a good win rate, though. 67%. Oh, yeah. He's in
3: the
1: league yeah. win rate-wise. Yeah, but he doesn't have... He needs, he needs, he needs more I numbers.
3: Need the, he yeah, yeah more he's got... it is a rookie numbers. 12 and 6. 12 and 6?
2: Yeah. Dude, what? It's my fault that I don't fucking come on often. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. out of doors. Clearly, clearly.
0: <laughs> clearly <laughs> flying, yeah. well, Who else is add...
2: normally in my spot? Hang on a second. Who the fuck normally plays here? Sideshaw
0: or We have Sideshore or Yeah.
2: That's true. That's true. I just need
0: to... Yes. But we're about to add... Six more matches under Joe's belt, and then after this week, maybe I can proclaim myself actually like the Pred King. So let's kick it off: Vancouver Titans against the New York Excelsior. Here we go. We're all yeah. going with the New York Excelsior, I guess. I guess in hindsight, kind of obvious I that think. we all went with the New York Excelsior, but still a fun matchup nonetheless because two bottom teams going into the actually stage, is going to be now fucking, looking like, good. This, this match oh, yeah.
2: actually might be a gigabanger. Yeah. straight up,
1: it'll be a good, could be a good match. Yeah, we'll see.
2: Depends if Yaki shows up. <laughs>
1: i'm tired of this guy i'm tired of this dude I'm tired of this dude are uh, we certifying this we Sorry? should probably we should certify it
3: no <laughs> johnny's not impressed johnny Obviously. you never you
1: never fit the photos ever you don't know do you you're fit not putting in the, the effort they're in the photo what do you mean
0: i'm oh, all right okay whatever Next next match. The LA Gladiators taking on the San Francisco Shock. I feel like this one will be kind of one-sided too. Yeah, I think it's hard to predict yeah. against the Shock right now. Yeah. It is. But that this is will, nevertheless, this is, correct me if I'm wrong, like the win streak matchup, right? Yeah. yeah
3: it'll be, they will break the Vancouver Titans for regular season. Will they break it streak. or tie it? I think it's tie it. Sorry, I think you're right. But it's They're, like... Eight, you know now? It's kind of weird because it's also like... It's... Using last no, season, which is a completely different roster, so I think it's kind of weird to do that as a franchise. But hey, you know that's how it works.
0: Sorry, to be like,
2: fourteen and yeah. zero right now.
0: It's uh, yeah, they're fourteen and zero, and season. then I think the other wins were like from the other season, From last season, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, so they're adding up. So they would tie it against the, LA Ladders, Vancouver um, Titans. Yes, they would tie the Vancouver Titans. Uh, anyway, for our next matchup, we got the Florida Mayhem. Taking on the Washington Justice without Mag, by the way. Uh, I, I, predict, uh,
1: yeah, I
0: mean. yeah, yeah, <laughs> we all predict the Florida Mayhem. Yeah. Look, we'll find. Look, the APAC's going to be lit. Okay, I'm, I'm sure we'll be the, the APAC preds. Yeah, we're just throwing shit at the wall at this point. Yeah, we're just throwing shit at the wall. Fucking. But were, we we supposed,
2: were we supposed to fight? Cool. Were you supposed to do APAC preds? I didn't think I saw that on the list.
0: Oh, you didn't do APAC preds in the. In the oh page. damn, that it sucks, Jack. This... That you're going to
2: lose all three of those oh, preds. No, you're no, no, no. Hey, no, let me scroll down. Wait, no, they weren't on the fucking list. They should have been, yeah. They are really? on the list. Weren't yeah. on, oh, they were on the list. No, I'm blind. Yeah, and blind. blind. No yeah. no, 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 I was going to say, big, Jack, big, 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 big. you literally picked yeah. teams. <laughs> yeah, I, pick I was teams. like, okay, no, 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 it's fine. <laughs> Everything's, fine. Everything's fine. Everything's okay. Everybody calm down. <laughs> Everybody calm down. I'm going to protect the win streak. We're good.
0: All right, we did pick APAC team. So let's get into APAC. We've got the Hangzhou Spark taking on the Seoul Dynasty. Here we go, boys. Here we go, Johnny. Let's yes. go, Johnny. Me and Costa with the Hangzhou Spark and Jaws and Avast pick Soul Dynasty to kick off week one of APAC. I don't need to say more. We've seen Sojourn Fuck and Hangzhou Spark <laughs> have Shy. That's all I care yeah, about. Shy,
1: yeah, I will give you that. And Dynasty Alpha Yi Genji. Fits and Stalker still. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking so budget shy. So
2: <laughs> they have fucking Smurf.
1: Yeah, they got Smurf. They got they, I mean, they got creative also in a yeah. non in a non like he gets the they don't they're not worried about flex support impact essentially it's like your brigida right and then they get them on lucio like I think this is a great meta for dynasty because Vin I think I would say creative is like arguably despite his team being incredible he's has the least amount of range at times it seems on flex support heroes for like huge impact but now but it, we know that he's pretty good at brigida so like time to get him off there and like go push and break so like I think it's fine I think overall this is great for soul this yeah. is good. I Smurfs think, one of
2: the best I the think
3: both of these teams are going to be good in this meta. I just yeah. don't know which one's going to be better, yeah. right? Like,
1: I, I, I just like
3: I saw Shy play in the mid season madness, and I was like, yeah, sure, you're gonna, he's gonna probably
1: fucking pound yeah. again, like, yeah, him and Alpha both are probably yeah. be very <laughs> good.
0: Yeah, it feels like Alpha is still somewhat overshadowed for good reason by Shy, but Alpha is actually just like a fucking great. He, game he is a freak. He is a freak. MNG.
1: Yeah, so. I could see Spark being the best team in APAC, but I could still see Dynasty reclaiming their throne. So, And I believe yeah. in Dynasty for the overall.
0: A true 50-50 between Soul Dynasty and Hangzhou Spark. Looking forward to that one. Next up, got the Shanghai Dragons against the Hangzhou Spark. So we'll get a bit of a feel for Avast and yeah. Josh, yeah. Well, how Josh, are you guys feeling? Oh, commits to the
2: Shanghai Dragons. Dude, they're still fucking good. Don't worry. Don't worry. I know Shy exists, okay? And I know Alpha Yi fucks. But flatter. listen. He's Fledder's not going to play. He's not going to play. He's... They're gonna play, <laughs> Who Are You. It's going to be who, Look, who Are You. Who then? Are you spinning in the chamber. <laughs> <laughs> who You's been in the chamber. Genji's still the best in the fucking league. I know there are some fucking Who Are You simps out there still. I believe in the Soul Dynasty. Okay, you still
0: so, can't count them out. Okay, Ima- okay. You, imagine you had me convinced with the Who Are You Genji argument. Who okay. Are You is better than Alpha E, okay? Theor- theoretically, I don't buy it. But let's pretend I buy it. What what about what about your Junker Queen player? How confident are you in your? Shanghai yeah, who's going to play it for you, Green Jack? Players? Who's
3: who's your money on?
2: I may have sped run these preds. <laughs> 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 I may have printed wrong, and I may have printed like maybe twenty minutes before the broadcast. I here mean is the fucking podcast.
3: Here is the problem with Shanghai Dragons with the Junker Queen problem. I think that they look way better when Fade is in the lineup. Uh, he just seems mm-hmm. to bring a lot of cohesion and coordination to them, uh, but. Fate does not have great, in my opinion, like mechanics that I think Junker Queen is very demanding of. The shotgun needs to be very clean. If you've seen him animal wrecking ball, it's a, it's a, it's a crapshoot. Um, he's a very smart player, but I don't think Junker Queen is much about being smart as it is about hitting those skill shots uh, with the dagger as well. So I think Void would be the better option, but every time Void is in as the solo tank, they look a lot more lost. So I'm a little worried that they don't, they don't have the best of both worlds coming together. They could merge them. They'd be great. Um, and then also Iziaki on the the, the brig. I, I, he's a very he's a very talented flex support, very good at Zenyatta, very good at those Annas. I don't know if how good he's gonna be at the brig, so I'm kind of curious to see that one as well.
0: I I will say, and I know this is not what you're saying, um, Scott, either, about fate as the Junker Queen. He is a very smart player, and the mechanical skill is important. Obviously, with a slower generating ultimate as well, you need to make sure to hit those shotgun shots to be able to like get it at a respectable pace. I I do question, though, like with smarts on Junker Queen, just like a bit sheer ability usage, like Rampage usage, direction you Rampage, um, you know, axe and stuff like that, like how how far you can get with really good ability usage versus requiring like mechanical skill to separate yourself from some Junker Queen players. Because it still feels like Rampage, obviously, non-argument, is like the best ultimate in the game when it comes to like winning teamfights. It, it, like, the value you are able to secure by anti-nading the entire enemy team and, like, making them bleed is massive. And I feel like, still, as we are early on in this stage, a big a big difference between Junker Queen players has honestly been, like, Rampage usage. Like, are you wasting Rampage? Are you making sure that you hit every Rampage, that you're winning fights based on your Rampage? Um, and so that's that's a single ability that whether you use it correctly or incorrectly can make a massive difference for your team and like if you are perceived a good or bad junkie queen player so i do so while i agree with you that fate is not my like go-to pick for being a great mechanically skilled junkie queen player i do wonder if he can like carry with his intellectuals to like a very respectable junkie queen play and whether that is enough for shanghai dragons to like have a pretty good summer showdown performance so we'll we'll see but i do think kind spark our favorite here
2: oh those takes i fucked up
0: I up. Hey, it's never over. Rangers. It's never I, over. Hey, no, never. It's never yeah, over no, no, don't believe. You never belief.
1: know.
0: You never know about the Hangzhou Spark. Maybe they'll drop someone. Who knows? Possible. Uh, a Changoon effect could come through. <laughs> Changoon effect. We got one more matchup to predict. And this might be a true 50-50 as well. We have the Guangzhou Charge taking on the LA Valiant. Oh boy. We all went oh, to the Guangzhou Charge. There it is. For good reason, I think we all predicted the Guangzhou charge here, though there is some there is some logic to it. Yeah. Jimmy's yeah. gonna fuck. That's why. Oh, wow.
3: um, funnily enough, so the reason I think that Johnny was stating is that the Guangzhou charge, a lot of their players have played in contenders. Yes, they didn't do great in the contenders matchup, but they have, <laughs> they have they they have some experience, and I think they have a better roster. Um, I think, funnily enough, I think Jimmy is the better hit scan over a pritter from what we saw from those contenders matches. But they now have uh, Yvelto, who is now called Xerneas, uh, on the Lucio, and we know how good of a main sport they are. We got Molly uh, on the, you know, could be good at the Brig. I don't know. But like, there's, there's a path forward while LA Valiant is just such a enigma to me. Like, I don't know what to expect from them. Like, Becky's going to play Genji. I don't know who's going to play the Sojin for them. Who's going to be the tank? Is it going to be Marvel? We know how flexible he is. Or is it going to be and the mechanical warlord? Like, I just, I don't know. I just don't trust the Valiant. I know.
0: I do feel like Marvel would have been like a tank that I could see pick up jungle Queen, like to to some extent. I don't know why, but Marvel is like one of those players. He just he is an enigma as well. He 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 just he he's able to play the Sigma. He's able to play off tank. He's able to play main tank, and he's good. He's all over the place. I don't I don't know what his place in the Overwatch League is. He can just bounce around his teams and exists. But I could see him pick up the Junker Queen. And then you have like the, the no hill effect where it's like they're playing like Lucio Sen comps and stuff like that. And I'm like, I have no fucking idea what these guys are gonna come out and do, and who's gonna play what. I don't have a ton of respect for Becky's Genjis. I got I got a compilation of uh, Becky lowlights on my computer. I don't know why, but I just did some <laughs> I just did some research before the season and saved some clips. Um, yeah, I, I don't really trust Ellie Valent either. Hopefully, this is the start of something good for Guancho Charge, though. So, all right, yeah, there you have it. Uh one more quick segment to do. It's Brent's player of the week. I I don't I don't have any candidates for this week. What do we think? It's been it's been a chaotic weekend. You could go many directions at this, or you could go like Vancouver Titans and their win. You could go someone else in the Worlds League, of League we had a good good showing. Someone yesterday who popped off on Twitter, good tweets. I don't know, anything. I don't know if this is the scientific uh, community no or anything. Bed, a week uh, or?
2: accommodating the entire team. Who? Yeah, No Hill's bed. Could it be no for hills bed valued. for accommodating the entire team? Mm. I think it's a fun one. <laughs> Just, Just No Hill. That's great. Because they put his bed. His bed. Are you, his bed. His, bed. his base of operations, his bed. Costa, please tell me there's
0: someone else who did something great this past week. I you don't. Had a good tweet this week. No, I don't really know Won't about anything. good tweet. Wub?
3: had a really
1: good tweet after the roster. Right, after subjective. the roster got dropped, he did the he did the oh, he, Halo, he did the Halo Reach mission survive. <laughs> no
3: the, the mission
1: survive tweet.
2: Oh
3: shit, that was pretty uh, funny. funny. I, yeah, I don't um, have anything better for you, Johnny. I, I, Jared
1: objective <laughs> <an> objective survive.
0: <laughs> well, That's a good tweet. I
1: think, and also, you know what? Yeah, I want to give it to Wub just because I'm a Wub head. You know, I like when yeah. Wub pulls out his Gigi plate and says it's Wub in time. And Wub I, Wub. I, I think it's, I, I've been I, enjoying Wub. You know, he's been having a rough huh? season. I thought his meme was funny. Honestly, his Genji's not bad. Like, it's his best hero. Like, you know, it's been uh, overall, like, he gets I'll an unreasonable
3: amount of hate as well. He does for the does. situation it, that he's to put in Yeah, I'm I'll happy it for what it, yeah.
0: yeah. it might be the last week he plays because now Malthell comes in and is a Genji player that's playing in this meta. And maybe Malthell brings the Farah play as well. They did play quite a bit of Farah in the finals. So interesting to see if Malthel is just like, Yo, the Overwatch League don't know about the Farah counter here. I'm he's about, about, to, about to, to learn
3: about the Overwatch League hit scans real quick. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I guess Kai in your first match. Let me pull out the Farah real quick. <laughs> It'll be good. All right, Whoop Whoop! Your your brand's player of the week. Congratulations, Whoop! Uh, hopefully hopefully you you survive. Pull off your mission. Uh, Accomplished it well. What a fucking episode, guys! Woo! I'm gonna go to Long. Uh, go watch like some Arnold movies or something. I'm drained. I have more Just, work to do I...
3: after this. <laughs> <laughs> Epic well, I got a stream. Woo! We
0: we wish you the best of luck with your work. I've asked. And everyone go watch Costa Stream, and it's gonna be a good time. Thank you for tuning yeah. in to Patch Chat Overwatch episode 139. It's been good talking to you. See you guys next week. Woo. Bye bye.